Ladies and gentlemen. Well, call me Jim Carrey because I'm putting on a mask for this is a Fred the Alien Productions podcast. Yes! You're a Jim Carrey. <laughs> smoking. Yeah. Smoking. Smoking. Indeed. Smoking. Cue the music. I don't know what we're yelling about! We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Uh, are you telling me you built a time machine? Kind of a DeLorean? The way I see it, if you're gonna build a time machine into a car, why not do it with some style? Who is this? What's your operating number? Morning conversation anyway. Hello, we're gonna have company! Hello! Hi, I'm a Kendall Richardson. I'm Wayne Stellini. I'm a Fulia Katermaje. And I'm a Margot Lister. And you are currently experiencing a podcast called Fred. Yeah, oh, yeah. Are. Hello. Yes. Damn oh, you Yes. Hi. Hello. Welcome to the show. So, yeah. yeah. Thanks for joining us. Um, this is, yes, this is it. This is it. We're here. It's We're halfway through winter. I'm... Very excited about that. Cause it's, <laughs> oh, cause I, we're halfway there. <laughs> <laughs> Got no underwear. Take I'd like hand. to introduce uh, John Bon Jovi to the show. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> special guest. Yeah, special guest. Hurry up and release that new I album. <laughs> oh, dear. Okay. Uh, Fulia, my dear. Yes. How's your week been? Oh, my week. Well, it was great, and then it was not, and then it picked up again. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, uh, I, this week, have been streaming, um, playing my games on Twitch, and at a, at, it was like I was two away from getting to my goal of becoming an affiliate on Twitch. What does that mean? That means that I can now start earning money Ooh. for streaming. Hello. Ooh, that's yeah. cool. That's exciting. So cool. at the start of the week, I was two away. Uh, then a particular person in pop culture passed away. I was very sad. Yeah. Um, we'll be talking about that person soon. Yes. Uh, but... I when I heard the news, it just it broke me. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, but then it picked up again just this Saturday, and I think for me this is a major highlight for me. So Saturday night, I streamed impromptu stream uh, because I recently picked up uh, the new game Paper Mario: The Origami King Ooh. on the Nintendo Switch, and it. I streamed it, and before, like, as soon as I started streaming, I hit my goal of 50 followers, and then I got the notification that I was invited to be part of the Twitch affiliate program. Oh, how exciting. <laughs> that's pretty good. Which was you. really awesome. Yeah, that's well, considering you haven't really been on Twitch that long, that's amazing. Yeah, well, actually, I have been on Twitch for a while, mm -hmm. um, and this was back in late 2018. Was it really? Um, yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, I, you know, I I started off with incompetent gamers. Right, yeah. Yeah. But this whole sort of independent um, Fuji thing, that's that's recent yeah. though, isn't it? Yes, that yeah. is. That was uh, April. Yeah, so I started doing of. my own yeah. yeah, my own solo stuff started in April uh, this year. Um, and that was sort of a way for me to combat the whole isolation thing and the lockdowns mm. and all that sort of stuff. So I needed to get back into doing something that was going to, A, keep me preoccupied and busy so that I wasn't feeling bored, but also to sort of keep me happy and motivated to do more content work. Yeah, good on you. Um, and so I started up my own YouTube channel so that I could uh, upload old content, old gaming content. Um, and then I also decided that I was going to get back into live streaming games um, since, since then I've slowly, slowly picked up, um, in the last month, I would say is when my follower base sort of picked up a bit more. Um, especially since I've discovered other YouTubers and you know, like other streamers, um, that also have discord servers that you can go into and chat with people who are fans of the, those streamers. So, uh, that made it a lot more easier for me to promote the stuff that I do because they have their own sort of channels where they, they allow the communities, the, the, the members in the community to be able to promote their own stuff if they want to, um, which is really, really cool of them. Um, and I think because of that, that's where my, uh, my following grew, Mm. um, in the last couple of months. Um, but in the last week or two, I was getting so close to the affiliate goal that like the people that I now call like my pen pals, Mm -hmm. (laughs) my online friends, they've all sort of been, you know, um, really, um, really supporting me and just, um, being really awesome and being like, Come on, guys. Let's go follow Fulia. She's so close. Blah blah blah. <laughs> That's sweet. They're, yeah, they're really they're really cool. Uh, so yeah, and then um, earlier uh, this morning, so Sunday morning, um, I ended up speaking to uh, a couple of my friends from that Discord channel, and we ended up um, just sort of chatting away for the night. Uh, well, to them, night to me, morning. <laughs> Or afternoon, I should say. And uh, yeah, they uh, two of them became my first subscribers to my channel. Oh. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so that for me has been like a great highlight uh, of the week. So I'm very, very excited about all that. <laughs> that's, that's really, really nice. awesome. Yeah. Con- yes. Congrats, yes. Fully. That's so good. Thank you. Thank you very much. How has your week been, Wayne? Yeah, I've had a bit of a better week this week um, in terms of my own sort of little existence. Um, So work's been good for what it is, I guess, in the context of it. Uh, It's been surprisingly busy for most of the time. Uh, Unfortunately, when it has its downturns, it's really, really slow. But that doesn't, that's not happening that often. So this surprises, this has been surprising to me. But since I do have to be in the shop, I'm glad my time is going, you know, quickly enough that I'm feeling productive and not going insane. Um, I did. Yeah. I did have, I did have one customer who, 
um, said, who said the thing that you shouldn't say <laughs> during oh. when you decide to, to shop during a pandemic. Oh, no. Well, he comes up to me and he goes, oh, it's quiet. And, um, and I said to him, <laughs> I go, yes, that's because people are at home self-isolating. <laughs> and he sort of yeah. realized what I was saying to him. He's like, oh. And then he's like, so will you be putting like the prices lower because it's so quiet? <laughs> oh, God. I've gone to him. I'm like, no, because our customers are shopping from home. <laughs> yeah these God. offers are online so we're keeping them consistent and he's like okay and just sort of realized by my tone to not approach me for the rest of his shopping experience <laughs> <laughs> nice but it was funny though because then my manager just the other day um who wasn't in on that day thankfully <laughs> <laughs> he was like, oh, look, Wayne, I just need to do... It's a bit of a performance review. They just pick random staff members to do them every week. But um, we're down to a skeleton staff, so there are zero casuals on our, on our shop floor. Um, and so the department that I'm in has one manager, three team leaders, and three contracted people. So on the day that he was doing this... He was like, you're the only one here because I had my manager and um, and one team leader and then another team leader from another floor came down to help. Uh, so I was kind of like, wow, I've never been so overmanaged in my life. <laughs> 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 but, you know, there's no sort of um, ego with hierarchy where, I, where in the department I work. So everyone's very level-headed and lovely. So it wasn't a thing. But he did mention, he goes, um, he's like, oh, okay. He goes, don't worry, Wayne. It's all good because, you know, you got a, you got customer feedback last week. And, uh, you know, it was a 10 out of 10. So, you know, your review is going to be amazing. So I'm like, okay, cool. And then I sort of hinted that um, some people were sort of irritating me. And he just looks at me and he's like, don't you dare. You're the only one keeping us afloat with these scores. I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> I, have to be, I have to be super nice because there's no one else who is getting scored. Clearly, because it's like I'm the only staff member sometimes. Um, so, yeah. So, I did put on a very happy face. Um, and was was I think that even just helped me be a bit in a better spirit. Because regardless of how you are, people are still going to come in the shop if they decide to break the, uh, you know, the isolation and lockdown guidelines. Um yeah, so work's been pretty good. Uh, I haven't been nasty for a while, which was great. Mm. Um, yeah, working on a creative project uh, outside of Fred, which is picking up some momentum, so talking to to people who are uh, joining that team. That's exciting slash terrifying because I don't know how much you can really practically do in a pandemic, but, you know, <laughs> we're still full steam ahead, um, which is okay, I suppose. And uh, I've been watching some really interesting stuff as well. Uh, in my downtime. So quite a few docu-series I'm finding at the Ooh. moment. Yeah. Um, I watched the, um, the docu-series McMillions about the McDonald's Monopoly um, fraud from a few years ago, if you all know that one, about these people who, like, um, you know, who, uh, who stole winning pieces from M- McDonald's Monopoly uh, board game promotion. Oh, yes, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I never watched it. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I feel like they, they were going to make it into a movie. They were talking about making it into a movie, but this is a, a documentary yes. a documentary series. Um, and the way that this thing plays out and the different type of people involved, 
I need Spike Lee to be behind this movie. It needs like a quirky oh. or Tarantino. It needs a quirky sense of humor with it. Okay. Um, nice. Especially like the main cop who was investigating. It's like he's just jumped out of a 1980s buddy cop movie. <laughs> He's just the most fun and adorable and the most outrageous person within, like, a very conservative um, working environment. <laughs> um, so, yeah, McMillions is actually pretty good. Four stars on that one. And I saw... Nice. A, yeah, I saw another series, actually, uh, a true crime, another true crime series called Outcry, which is available on Stan. And it's, like, a little confronting in parts, but... Uh, if you like true crime and if you like anything to do with courtrooms and trials and things like that, um, I highly recommend this a docu-series called Outcry. And it's about okay. the um, star football player uh, who was a child at the time, teenager, in his late teens, who is accused of... Uh, how do I word this? Being inappropriate with a child. And... He's claiming that he is innocent and it looks at his case. It looks at um, how the police handled his case and how they were really pursu- didn't particularly care about his guilt or innocence or more pursuing a conviction. And it's a fascinating, fascinating story. Um, um, yeah, that sort of unfolded relatively recently, uh, incredibly recently, actually. I think it finally resolved either late last year or early this year. So a lot oh, of the wow. interviews with the... Uh, yeah, I'm not saying whether how his case ends up, so I don't want to give spoilers because it's it's quite it's quite edge of the seat because they're you know they're interviewing people sort of at the time that things were happening. Not not you know some of it's retrospective, but some of the interviews are actually in the moment, um, so it's quite raw in that way. Um, but yeah, highly recommend outright outcry on Stan. That's a four and a half star series for me. Nice. Um, and I've started watching an original Netflix series um, that's a dramatization, but it's based on a true crime story called When They See Us. And Ah, uh, yeah, I've heard about this. Yes. Um, I'm two episodes into it. It's five episodes all up. I'm two episodes in and I'm already um, highly recommending it. Uh, yeah. Ooh. So I'll, I'll talk more about it next week when I've finished it. Um, but it is already absolutely gripping and exceptional. So, yeah. So I've been watching some pretty fascinating, fascinating stuff this week. Um, yeah. So, no, it's been a rel- it's been a pretty good week overall. Uh, how about you, Michael? Um, yeah, my week's been roughly the same. Um, uh, same sort of deal at work where I'm still wear. Uh, I have to wear a mask from start mm-hmm. to finish, so I'm wearing a surgical mask from... Uh, the start of my shift and having an eight-hour shift, so my chin looks like a fifteen-year-old. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm thirty and I'm and I've got spots. What the hell? So you're starting to look <laughs> like hell, squeaky man? voice teen from The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. And funny enough, where me and my wife are still watching The Simpsons, we're we're oh, we've almost finished season Ooh. two, so we're. We're knocking them down, like at least two a night. Easy to do. Really, oh. we just lie in, yeah. We just we just lie in bed and just watch it on my phone, and it's like, <laughs> yeah, still fun. Um, 
yeah, that's been good. Uh, I've been doing a lot of procrastinating. I've gotten into a new podcast called The Dollop. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, I've heard What's that good, about? good yeah. things. It's it's it's. Uh, Mike, you explain it. You actually listened. I haven't listened to an episode. It's uh, it's uh, two American comedians, and the, uh, one of them uh, uh, does a bit of research on a a piece of American history and the other person doesn't know anything about it and re- and is reacting to it and it's quite funny hilarious uh, gut-wrenching and and uh, yeah it's uh, got a few surprises along the way <laughs> um, uh, I fa- um, I've, uh, I've eventually sort of um, got onto it because because I've been hearing a lot from other podcasts that talk talk about it. Like, um, uh, I listen to the Little Dum Dum Club, and as well as well as uh, what's the other one, uh, Tofop, um, and they sort sort of uh, go, uh, they sort of mention it, and it's like, oh, I should get into it, and and then I I've been listening to a couple, and it's like, yeah, it's it's it actually is pretty good. They're, it, it's pretty much a, a history podcast, but but funny and horrific at the same time. Uh, so they don't just do American history; they also do um, uh, they when they do live shows. They usually um, uh, they they usually pick a topic that actually that actually is part of where they are. So they've toured in Australia. Um, a couple of times, and they they do Australian history oh, cool. as well. So, uh, I uh, so I um at, at the moment listening to all of them first because you know uh, Australia represent or sort of cringe at the same time because you know our history is is mm. questionable, and um, yeah, and it's it's kind of funny listening to a couple of Americans. Uh, Trying to pronounce our place names, yeah. which is really funny. Yeah. Uh, a bit, of, a lot of Melbournes and uh, Brisbane yeah. and, and and all that. And and lucky there's some. Uh, they're, they're playing to an Aussie crowd because they just yell at them and it's like, "No, it's Brisbane, you fucks." And uh, yeah. It's a bit bit of fun, and they also have a couple of um, guest stars as well. Uh, there, there's a lot of Will Andersons uh, guest stars. There, there's so they so so you got a couple of Aussie comedians like pulling them up as like doing some local material, and they and them being confused, um, and uh, they go to local uh, local um, references. They usually yell out pie face and yeah. and yeah, that's. That's pretty fun. Mm. Um, so I'm listening to that one. Um, what else? So I've been listening to a lot of podcasts while working, just to keep just keep my mind off what's happening around me. And yeah, that's basically my week of not doing anything, trying to survive. And yeah, uh, I, I, I'm ready for the uh, ready for the alien invasion. <laughs> 2020. We've got plague. We've got we got famine. We got, jeez, I we're we're in the last. We're, um, I can't I can't remember who said it said it, but it's like we're in the last 
last bits of SimCity 2000. <laughs> so oh, we're just, God. We're just waiting for the alien invasion. Yeah. <laughs> Fires, flood. Come on, bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> bring it on. So that that's so that's my that's, so that's my week. How's 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 your week, um, uh, Kendall? Kendall. Kendall. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> um, my my week has uh, has been all right. Um, mostly good, which is good. Uh, work's been up and down. Busy, not busy, freaking insane, and then dead as all hell. Um, yeah, it's I've experienced it all this week at work. Um, but that's been all right. Um, what else? Well, my, mostly my my highlights of my week have really just come from me watching a bunch of stuff. Because you know now that we're on lockdown again, I'm back to binging things uh <laughs> quite thoroughly um oh i, I know how that feels <laughs> yeah we all we all know that feel um yep. yes so yeah starting starting with i i i'm happy to say i finished cobra kai hey. um yes. <laughs> yes sat down eh, one session smashed out season two and yeah loved it what a freaking cliffhanger to end on! Oh, I yeah. need season. I need season three like now, please, because it's like yeah, oof. so damn good. I've been recommending it to people all week. Um, so yeah, freaking happy to have finished that. Thank you, Wayne. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> mm. uh, and you know, what else have I watched? Um, I watched something that I'm going to quickie review later on, so I'll leave that as a mystery for now. Uh, and I also watched, um, in one day, I one sitting, I did um, the entirety of Fleabag. Because um, it's, it's only... Good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good. So it's it's only... Because it's it's British show, so naturally it's very short. Um, six episodes a season, two seasons... Um, each episode's like uh, half an hour long, mm. um, but yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I think it may be slightly overhyped because I was expecting to fall in love with it. I didn't fall in love with it, but I I do really like it. Um, I think it's really clever, insanely witty, um, and just yeah, it's just it's very unique. It's very much its own kind of show. It's and it's more more of a dramedy as opposed to a straight up comedy i thought it was comedy from start to finish and yes there's a lot of humor in it um but uh yeah it's it's more there's a lot of dramatic elements in that kind of get thrown and then there's there's one in in season one in particular in the last episode there's this thing just hits you like a ton of bricks and then i was like holy fuck all right (laughs) well um i thought i was supposed to be laughing and i here i am trying not to cry um yeah, yes. So it's it's brilliant. It's brilliantly done, brilliantly made, and um, yeah, very sad it's done because I would have liked to have seen more, but um, they're they're not making any more. So, but I I yeah, if anyone is curious to watch Fleabag, I highly recommend checking it out. Um, and then I uh to finish off my my watchings, I well. Um, <laughs> I finally decided this is something I've been wanting to do for a, a, a little while because I realised it's on Stan. Um, I have started an epic Stargate marathon. Ooh. Um, so I watched I watched the 1994 Roland Emmerich film, um, 
with uh, Kurt Russell and James Spader. And because uh, I was going to just watch SG-1 straight up, but then I remembered, oh, the the series picks up as like a sequel to the film. So I, I watched the film first and then I watched I started watching the show. So I'm just past halfway through season one of Stargate SG-1. There are 10 seasons, 10. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be here for a while. Um, but I'm really excited because I it was one of my favorite shows growing up. Um, if I wasn't watching Buffy or Charmed, I was watching Stargate with mum and dad pretty much. So, um, I've, But I've never actually sat down and watched it start to finish. So a lot of – I remember bits and pieces, but a lot of what I'm watching is like watching it for the first time again. So uh, it's really exciting. Um, and so I'm enjoying that quite a bit. Um, and before I finish up on my – week uh i did something pretty fun with the lovely folia last night um, yes. because we we were supposed to uh we had tickets to go see inception for its 10th anniversary uh we were going to go to the cinema the astor theater in melbourne and watch it and uh then the lockdown happened and that's yep. what that wasn't going to happen unfortunately so uh but we still made it happen because Inception is on Netflix, um, uh, so Fulia and I watched it, uh, you know, in our separate houses, and we were talking to each other on Messenger the whole time, um, <laughs> and having having fun, like just you know, because it's a film we've both seen before, so we were okay to talk through it and about the parts we liked, and you know, I mean, you know, the actors we liked, which is pretty much all of them, mm. um, yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> it's an insane cast. But I was really surprised, like, and but really pleasantly surprised that it's actually aged so well. The film, like, it's the 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 effects are ten years old, but they look fresh still. Oh, so good! I need yeah. to get on it. It's a film I actually haven't seen. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I feel like I'm it, one of the few in the world who haven't seen it. <laughs> That's one of my right. favorite films. It's, one of my favorites. It's so bit overrated. But it's you know. it's it's um. I can see why you think it's overrated, Mike. But um. <laughs> but I yeah I don't know. I it's it's such a it's a very high concept kind of sci-fi spy thriller kind of thing. Like it's it's really interesting. Something that only Christopher Nolan could really come up with. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's one. Isn't it one? Yeah. It's one of those. If you don't get it. You won't like it. Yeah, it's very, it's very, like, you know, I mean, we're all smart people, but, like, it's very, it's a very intelligent film. Like, you really... Well, I wouldn't go that You really have to be, you really have to be paying attention. um, Yeah. Mulholland Drive is like that. Mulholland Drive is like that. And I'm like, after watching it, I was like, yeah, yeah, I liked it on a superficial level, (laughs) but... Not enough for me to go back and really watch it closely and analyze it and obsess over it like how some people have. Well, <laughs> it was that's fine. that's it's funny you bring that up because like that's that's the reason why I've I've not even dived into any of David Lynch's films because mm. I'm like I don't think I I'm deserve I, I like he I'm not deserving of his caliber like for some reason I feel like I feel like it would go over my head but I I, I do want to try watching at least Mulholland Drive everyone says is is very good film. Um, and I've never delved into Twin Peaks either, so, uh, yeah. yeah. I haven't I've, either, although Twin Peaks I think I will get on top of because it is on, like, I think Netflix, like the whole franchise. Um, yeah. An, an accessible film um, of David Lynch, one that I think, unless I totally just took it as, as superficial, um, 
and loved it anyway uh, is Blue Velvet. That's actually a really good movie. Oh, okay. That is good, yeah. Yeah, like I really enjoyed it and I'm sure there's lots of hidden meanings and layers, but if you don't get it, it's one of those movies you'll still like anyway. But I have to say I was pleasantly surprised at how accessible I found Blue Velvet. I was like, oh no, actually I am getting it and I'm understanding it and it's pretty cool. Um, Okay. I'd recommend that one. All right, because what I what I've seen I've seen little bits of Blue Velvet and it looks like it makes no fucking sense to me. So <laughs> it's nice, nice to know, nice to know that it, it, it's a film that I'll be able to understand if I watch it one day. Yeah, and do you know what though? It's kind of like look, it's it's straightforward as much as a David Lynch film can be straightforward. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a fair statement. <laughs> nice, nice. Okay, cool. All right, well. That has been all of our weeks that were, and now it's time to get into the week that was and the nerdy news. This is the news and nerdy news. The nerds that talk about the nerdy news. That is us who talk about the news that is nerdy. And now the queen of nerdydom, the hostess with most S, Kendall Richardson. Take it away, Kendall. Alrighty, it's time for the nerdy news uh, for this week, and boy, I'm about to hit y'all with a freight train of a feels, so just strap in. Uh, Apologies in advance if I get emotional, but it's been a bit of a tough one uh, for fans of film and television and nerdiness and and fun and, and things that are good in general this week. Okay, all right, so here we go. Um, from the top, Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, so we had to say goodbye to, uh, a few very remarkable, incredibly talented, uh, performers, actors, uh, authors, engineers, scientists, just beautiful, beautifully talented human beings that have really very clearly left a mark on the world with the work that they did, starting with um the beautiful woman that was Naya Rivera she passed away at the age of 33 uh which is way 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 too young and a little close to home considering that's only a year older than myself and Fulia um but um yes yeah, so that was very 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 sad uh for those who don't know who she is uh she's most known for pay- uh, for playing Santana Lopez on Glee for the entirety of its run um, her storyline on Glee is one of the most incredible. I, I really need to go back and like watch Glee. Uh, like I've only seen a handful of episodes. I think I really need to now give it a shot and watch the whole thing because from what everyone was saying this week about Santana's, um, storyline on the show was that it was one of the most remarkable and, uh, influential and, uh, just just incredible things to happen to the show because, you know, she was, she started off as the villain and then she became, you know, a woman struggling with her closeted identity and she comes out and it's, she was, she was a huge part of like so many young people's, uh, you know, people seeing her, you know, seeing themselves and her on screen, you know, um, because 
so many people, you know, obviously go through those similar feelings of like, how do I come out? How do I do this? Blah, blah, blah. You know, I need to be true to myself, but I find it really hard. And, um, and, and the fact that, you know, she, she was, you know, uh, a mixed race woman as well. That's huge for representation. Just insane. Um, so yeah, it's just very, very sad to see her suddenly and tragically pass away. But, um, yeah, she left an incredible legacy and she has just, she had just the most beautiful voice and her dancing ability was great. And yeah, I will always, always remember and go to her performance of Smooth Criminal with Grant Gustin during the Michael Jackson episode of Glee, because of course I'm going to bring up Michael Jackson right now. Um, but that, that thing for me was, that was the most standout uh, moment of that entire episode because it was just the way the two of them kind of reworked uh, that Michael Jackson classic with with the iconic duo of two, uh, two cellos was just, yeah, mind-blowing uh, to me. So, yeah, uh, rest in peace, Naya. Um, okay, moving on to uh, another beautiful woman, another incredibly talented one at that. Uh, the wonderful Kelly Preston passed away this week at the age of 57. Um she is just just an amazing person um, and an incredibly talented actress. She's probably most known for her role in Jerry Maguire, uh, amongst many other films, like What a Girl Wants, um, and a bunch of films with her husband, John Travolta. Uh, they met on the set of The Experts uh, back in, like, uh, 1989, um, so, and they've been together ever since, uh, they made Battlefield Earth together. Uh, one of my favorite films they did together was, uh, Old Dogs, which also starred the late, great Robin Williams. Um, not an amazing film, film by any, any means, but it's a lot of fun and I, I, I get a good laugh out of it every time I watch it. Um, they were in that together. They uh, were also in From Paris with Love. And her final film, and also their final film together, was uh, Gotti, which is the biopic about the crime boss John Gotti, in which John Travolta played him. Um, but this week, one of the other films I actually took the time to watch after I heard about Kelly's passing was um, a very underrated film that I watched growing up and I have seen like probably 10 times because I love it. Uh, it's called Holy Man, and uh, Kelly Preston is the re romantic lead in that, and it's a, a, a very interesting kind of existential, almost spiritual kind of comedy, um, also starring Jeff Goldblum and Eddie Murphy, and I highly recommend it. It's a lot of fun, and but I fell in love with Kelly Preston watching that film when I was a kid because she's just so beautiful and just so charming and has such a warm presence on screen. So I was just, I was very upset to hear that she'd passed away. Um, so yeah, rest in peace, Kelly Preston. Okay. All right. Here we go for you. Um, oh, all right. This is, this is really taking a toll on me. Sorry. Um, okay. So Alfred and no less great person that we lost this week was uh, the incredibly, insanely talented and smart man that was Grant Imahara, uh, who passed away at the age of 49, also very suddenly. Um, he was one of the co-hosts of Mythbusters, um, 
for I I think most of the shows run he was on on Mythbusters um just doing awesome things with robotics and engineering and just yeah everything um he was such an integral part of the team on that show um and when I was reading up about him this week I had no idea but ac- he actually was uh, responsible for operating R2-D2 in the prequels because he he worked with uh, I- ILM. He was part of their team um, when they were making uh, episodes 1, 2, and 3 in the late 90s, early 2000s. So I had no idea. Like, that's that's freaking awesome. So not only was he a Mythbuster, but he was also part of the Star Wars universe. So that's pretty fantastic. And also one of the only engineers, like properly trained and certified engineers in the show. Really? Yes. There you go. Everyone everyone else were like makers, creators, but he was the only engineer oh. that actually studied it. <laughs> okay. So when I, when I said he was integral to the show, he really was oh, yeah. integral to the Definitely. show. Oh, my goodness. That's just insane. Um, yeah. Yeah. Phenomenal contributions to to pop culture and to yeah the world of robotics and engineering and science in general from from Grant he will he will definitely definitely be missed rest in peace Grant um, and lastly in our our sad sad list of people that we have to say goodbye to um, Joanna Cole passed away this week. Uh, at the age of 75, um, you may not recognize her name when I say it, but you'll recognize what she did. She was the author and creator of The Magic School Bus, uh, the book series that first began in the mid-80s uh, and went on to become one of the most successful kids' uh, series of all time, adapted a million times into TV shows, and, uh, and you know, it just had a, you know, Netflix... TV show Resurrection. There's going to be a live action film. There's just, it's, yeah, it's everywhere. So it's and it's uh, definitely played a big part of I th- probably all of us growing up watching that show. Just letting your imaginations run wild with you know where Miss Frizzle would take the kids next. Um, yeah, it's just a really cool show and it's such a really incredible concept that she came up with. So uh, I really wanted to mention her as well. Uh, for her influence on on pop culture and the world of of books this week for just the magic school bus is awesome there's no doubt about that so rest in peace joanna cole and just just as as the great kevin smith says a huge huge cauldron of wind for all of these insanely talented people that we are going to miss terribly the world is lesser off for them not being here that is for sure Okay, that was really hard, but we're going to keep going now into some other news that is a bit better. Um, and here's an opportunity for Wayne to troll me. Uh, <laughs> because As if I would. We got s- oh, stop. <laughs> Don't lie to me. Uh, so we're starting with, we're <laughs> going to start the rest of the news with uh, some Marvel news. And usually I'm happy about that, but this week I'm not. I'm happy uh, about it. It's good news this week. <laughs> Oh, no. Incorrect. <laughs> Incorrect. Okay, so, um, yeah, unfortunately, I have to say that Falcon and the Winter Soldier is not coming out next month, as was originally planned. Um, Why? It has been delayed. So sad. Um, yes, shut up. Um, <laughs> um, so, it was very... 
very, very interesting the way that the world discovered it was delayed because uh, it it was just very casually left off of Disney's schedule when they announced their Disney Plus uh, August lineup for what was going to be on the streaming service and Falcon and Winter Soldier was expected to be there, was not there. Um, yeah, so that's how everyone found out. And basically, the it's obviously COVID-related uh, just like everything else, um, but no, like I, it's strange that this hasn't been brought up until now because literally it was supposed to come out in like three weeks or so from now. Uh, it's so it's very bizarre that Disney didn't make an official announcement. So maybe maybe it's going to only be delayed a little bit. They still haven't actually given us a date uh, as to when it actually will be debuting, and we even. We haven't even gotten another trailer, so who knows when Falcon and the Winter Soldier will be on Disney+, Plus? but I tell you, you will hear it here first, <laughs> uh, once we know. It's a little delayed. It's, it's still, still good. good. It's still, it's still good. good. Look, we'll yes. all, look with, with one another's help, we'll all stay strong until it's uh, impending release. We'll be fine. Yes, I, I will find ways to get to carry on yes uh <laughs> as, 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 as we all will i think some of us will cope better than others but that's not a criticism thank you <laughs> i'm gonna take that as a compliment um if you must all right i'll look i'm trying to stay positive here let's i'm a, i'm trying my best okay all right um okay into some more happy news uh, some Star Wars fans around the world should be very excited because we are getting a spin-off series from the Clone Wars called Star Wars The Bad Batch. Uh, this is awesome news. Um, I still haven't gone back and watched all of uh, Clone Wars yet because I did I did watch the final season on Disney Plus because um, I was really curious and, uh, you know, a couple of friends of mine were watching it and they were telling me to watch it, so I decided to, in, even though I really had no idea what was going on. But the really cool thing about the final season of Clone Wars is that it is really happening at the same time as Revenge of the Sith, so it's kind of easy to know where you are in terms of the timeline. Um, uh, yeah, it's really, really cool. Um, so I the, need to get onto that. Yeah, you sh- yeah, I highly recommend it. Uh, the Bad Batch... Yeah. Yes. Th- sorry, Mike. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. I, I think on um, uh, ne- uh, on Disney Plus they actually uh, give you a list of the important ones to actually watch uh, to get ready for the later series. Yeah. Oh, well, I I'm, so, I missed that. So you can just watch like I think it's like fifteen episodes from the like the original and then if you watch the rest of the series uh, uh the last series then you'll be all caught up basically. okay no i'm i missed that i i what i did to before before the last season started and i started watching it um i just read and watched a bunch of recap videos on youtube basically um that's how i kind of hadn't had some kind of sense of what was going on with the story but that aside um so the bad batch was basically it's this this like group of clones that are different from all the other clones um hence the title the bad batch 
they were introduced in the f- first uh, the first arc of uh, the final season of Clone Wars, and there's some really interesting characters, and I'm I'm very very excited uh, to see uh, where where you know what kind of adventures they're getting up to because it's basically going to pick up with them post the end of the Clone War. Um, you know, so end of Revenge of the Sith, Darth Vader is now a thing, and the Empire has taken over. Uh, the Republic. So, yeah, so very interesting setting for these mercenaries to be running around in. So I, I'm very much looking forward to that. No uh, no premiere date or anything for that just yet. It'll probably be in a year or two, I'd imagine, uh, with the way things are. So stay tuned for more news as it comes. Um, okay, moving into movie news now. This is pretty damn awesome. Uh, this is really cool. A Netflix film Uh, coming out probably, yeah, in another year or two, depending on the way the world goes, uh, called The Grey Man, will be starring uh, two of the most talented and gorgeous uh, men in Hollywood, Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. Um, This film is going to be written and directed by the Russo brothers, so this is just really ticking all of the boxes, if you ask me. I have a brief synopsis here that I'm going to read. So it says, The Grey Man follows an ex-CIA operative turned killer for hire. Um, What does it say? Killer for hire duel? That's strange. Um, His name is Court Gentry. Uh, That's Ryan Gosling's character. As he is pursued by an old colleague, now nemesis, Lloyd Hansen, played by Chris Evans. Um, the Russo brothers believe that this Bourne-like story has the potential to be, um, to inspire several follow-ups with Gosling's character at the center. Um, so yeah, we could get a whole new franchise out of this, uh, first film, The Grey Man. So that's, yeah, really, really interesting. Uh, I hope it's good. I think it will be good considering who's going to be in it and who's making it. So Yeah. I guess that'll start filming probably next year, I'd imagine. Um, but yeah, really, really cool. Stay tuned for that one. Um, this has me very excited. There is going to be a sequel to uh, Atomic Blonde. Uh, at this stage, you know, appropriately titled Atomic Blonde 2. Um, mm. For those who for those who don't have it... Makes sense. Yes, it does. Um, yes, for those who don't know what I'm talking about, uh, Atomic Blonde was a really awesome uh, action film directed by David Leitch, starring Charlize Theron. Has this awesome uh, assassin slash mercenary, basically the female John Wick, um, but totally different uh, and cool in its own ways. It's set in the 80s during the Cold War in bloody Germany of all places, like the, the you know, that that kind of uh, timeline. It's really, really, really cool. Uh, aesthetically, it's gorgeous. Uh, the action scenes are insane. It's a great film. Highly recommend people check that out. So I'm really excited that uh, while Shelley's was doing press for The Old Guard this week, she said that they're uh, working on it at Netflix as well, which is really cool. It's going to be a Netflix film. So they're writing the script at the moment. And, uh, yeah, again, shooting will commence as soon as shooting is able to commence. So, yes, stay tuned for that. Um, And lastly, in the nerdy news this week, um, horror fans should really love this and be very excited. Um, Mm. (laughs) 
we got our first little sneak teaser of uh, the upcoming Chucky series. Yeah, we did. That's going to that's going to be <laughs> uh, on both the USA and Sci-Fi networks in the United States. Uh, so probably Foxtel for us here in Australia, um, but that could change. Who knows? It wasn't really too much of a teaser in terms of showing us what the show is, but it was basically just almost like an announcement sort of teaser to make people realize, okay, this is a thing that is actually happening. Um, and yeah, it's really great because Brad Dourif and Jennifer Tilly are both returning to reprise their iconic roles as Chucky and Tiffany. Um, and it's going to be, yes, it's going to be, I think, di- written, directed, produced by um, the the very talented man that is behind the like the entire the entire thing like he he I think he wrote all wrote and directed all of them all of the Chucky films I've lost my where is it I can't find his name I'm just trying to find his name Don Mancini where oh yes thank you Don Mancini I literally just as you said it I found his name damn it um, but yeah he wrote he um he wrote all all seven uh, Chucky films so yeah it's going to be it's going to be sharing a continuity with the the films as well so. Um, but I, I guess the reboot thing is just a separate entity at this point because mm. it's Mark Hamill doing Chucky instead. But yeah, it was a nice little announcement teaser, like really, really quirky and clever. And um, yeah, I don't know. It should be should make for a good series, I think. Um, all right, guys, that's the nerdy news. Fulia. Yep. Talk, what tell pick a thing to talk about and go I'm <laughs> I'm spent <laughs> I am spent my dear um uh, what 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 would you like to talk about in the news uh okay uh I would like to just pay my respects to um Mythbusters and the family of Grant Imahara um he was really awesome to watch uh, on Mythbusters and the fact that even after the Mythbusters series ended, um, he's gone out of his way to make his own um, animatronic sort of like puppets and robots and stuff for kids in hospitals um, so that he could, oh, um, cool. you know, just make them happy with, you know, special like like the uh, Star Wars characters or, um, you know, all sorts of different sort of things uh, from from movies and TV shows. Um, he was a very, very talented man, um, and he is going to be sorely missed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah. Uh, <laughs> whew. Um, <laughs> yeah. They're just. Uh... Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. We're we're all hugging you virtually right now. Mm. Big, big, big virtual group hug. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it was more of a more of a fact that he um, the way that he presented um, in MythBusters allowed me to understand a lot of different um, scientific facts and a lot of different um, like especially engineering. It was one of those things that I I don't think I would have ever gotten into myself if I was to ever study anything 
in science. Um, I, I, I think, I feel like maybe engineering might've been one of them, like most, more specifically like robotic engineering with, especially with the stuff that, that he used to do. Like he was a competitor in the robot, robot wars and won it. Um, and then I think like last year he got to go back to the robot wars and be a judge on it. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Um, he's the, he's, he's way with electronics, um, and just creating all sorts of different machinery is just really amazing. And I really enjoyed watching him create these different mechanics, um, on Mythbusters, on the white rabbit project. Um, and you know, the stuff that he would post on his own socials, it was just really engaging and I'm going to really miss it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you can always, yeah, always, there's going to be so much content obviously there that you can revisit now and and appreciate even more, you know. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's not fair. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, no. But we were lucky to have him. Yes, very yes, much. absolutely. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Um... I'm I am a little bit excited about the the gray man. Um yeah. It looks it looks really interesting. Mhm. Um in terms of what the story is going to be about and um you know Chris Evans, hell yeah. Hell <laughs> <Ryan> yeah. <laughs> what a what a combination. So, I know. <laughs> and they're going to the be fighting each ri- other. And the fact that it's going to be written and directed by the Russo brothers. I mean, come on, what a combination, right? Yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh so yes, definitely going to be looking forward to seeing that when it comes out. <laughs> yes, indeed. How about yourself, Wayne? What did you find uh appealing about the nerdy news or not so appealing? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's a bit of a mixed bag, isn't it? Yeah. Of, um, of, <laughs> yeah. of of uh great news and not so great news. Yeah. Um look, the biggest story for me for me this week was definitely um Naya Rivera's passing. Um, especially I think because of the circumstances in which she passed oh, away. Yeah. Just so Where, tragic. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's the, the circumstances were really, um, were really sad. Yeah. Um, how, however, her legacy is absolutely amazing. Um, she was 33 years old and 29 of those years was in the entertainment industry. Yeah. That is just, just awe inspiring and dumbfounding. Um, that literally almost her entire life was in front of a camera entertaining people. Mm. Um, like how you so eloquently said as well, Kendall, her character of Santana Lopez is um, so significant in terms of queer representation on screen, particularly mm. because um, Santana's a, 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 a female of colour as well mm. um, who don't get a lot of representation in terms of queer narratives and queer storylines. Um her yeah, her character's arc, her trajectory trajectory of being the uh, one of the sort of uh, sidekick villains at the beginning of the series, to being her own sort of outcast, and to having this self discovery and going through a coming out process uh, within a conservative family and having love and support from a character. 
um, who is too pure for this world, mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, was was lovely. Uh, was lovely to see that even at her most villainous, we were actually always on side with Santana. Um, I think because the character was just so well written, but brought to life with such flair and charm by mm. Naya, mm. Uh, that it was just yeah, she was she was a, a fan favorite for a reason. Um, you know, not only did she look amazing in a cheerleader's outfit, uh, but she was very talented in terms of how she performed, how she sung, how she danced as well. Um, yeah, they're just. A, a really, really talented young woman um, who, you know, left when when it was her time to leave, I suppose. But it was it's mm. a wonderful, a wonderful legacy to leave behind. Um, was really sad to hear about Callie Preston as well. I've watched Callie Preston since I was a kid. <laughs> mm. um, um, such a lovely screen presence. Mm. Um, as well sometimes it's easy to just simply know her as john travolta's wife but you know she incredibly talented in her own right and um again was entertaining us for a lot of years so yeah so the, the, those passings were, were particularly sad to, to to hear about from me this week yeah um yeah on a more positive note um, yeah, we did get that wonderful announcement that the Chucky series was a thing. It's been talked about for quite a while um, and with a lot of the um, team from the films on board. I think it should be fun. I hope it's just um, maybe short, uh, a short series, maybe anthologies. I don't I don't know how it's how it's going to play out. But in saying that, you know, I didn't particularly know how Wolf Creek would work as a series and it was just done so brilliantly. Um, so I hope that Chucky has um, a similar similar outlook um, to it because I think, you know, when you know a character who has a very simple storyline and is confined to an hour and a half to try to spread that over, say, like, you know, 10 episodes... Um, that can be difficult. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with this. Hopefully they don't um, stuff it up because, yeah. um, you know, we're all four of us are excited about this. So, you know, they don't want to disappoint us hmm. at all. Um, and look, I'm not, and I'm not going to lie. Chris Evans, Ryan Gosling, enough said. I'm there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bring yeah, it yeah, on. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Russo Brothers behind it. It should be a lot of fun. It should be really exciting to watch. Uh, again, another incredibly talented team. So, yeah, a mixed bag of nerdy news this week. Uh, Mike, any highlights for you? Uh, yeah, it's definitely definitely a kick in the guts about Grant. Um, uh, I'm sort of in the same boat. I started watching uh, Mistbusters, like pretty much straight out of the gate. It was probably my go-to after school. And probably one of the biggest reasons why I still watch, uh, as a kid, still uh, watched um, SBS. Besides the obvious, mm. and um, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, we know. As, a, as an impressionable kid, <laughs> yes, um, we were all doing it too, Mike. <laughs> yes, yes, it's how we fell in love with foreign cinema. Yes, yep. <laughs> aerobics. Uh, aerobics are style in the morning and then <laughs> tur- turning on the VCR to record overnight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so, yeah, it'd, it'd definitely be missed and one of the highlights of Mythbusters as well. Uh, bit of a bit of a bummer uh, 
Falcon and the Winter Soldier being pushed back, but hey, unfortunately, it is what it is. Um, now, Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling, I only saw uh, the two faces first. I thought it was going to be a face-off remake. <laughs> That'd be cool. Because they, yeah. they, they look they too much alike. And that sort of <laughs> tweak. They, they do. A little I'm bit. Sorry. A little bit. What? Sorry. Americans all look the same. <laughs> and. <laughs> um, look, look, you wouldn't kick either of them out of bed, so I think it's okay no. for them to be in a film together. Just nah, no, no. I'm not complaining about that. No. And. But I what? But I could complain about the Russo brothers, uh, because because of because of Endgame and and Infinity War, um, they can do whatever films. they want. No, they can do whatever oh. they want now. Okay. Yeah, but they right. choose to do this. <laughs> it I like don't fun, want them though. to do this. I want like them fun. to do. I want them to do the community movie. Yes. <laughs> I, wa- I want that movie. Yes, yeah, six seasons in a movie. Six season the movie. Yes. Yes, absolutely. God, God damn it. God damn. Yeah. <laughs> and Ch- and Chucky. Well, I, w- I was uh, wondering if they were going to go off the movie or the uh, the remake or or the original uh, original originals, but it's kind of cool. They they're going back to the original originals. So yeah. So because they 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 became crazy and then they sort of became solid at the end if you've if you've seen them all has everyone seen them all i'm not sure i haven't seen Absolutely. them all yeah, yeah. yes i have there it's a quite interesting um uh franchise film franchise I'm, i wasn't a fan of the last one i have to say yeah, they sort of blend, blend in the, the last two yeah but like the one that's in the um Asylum. I'm not a big fan of that one. So, nah. but I have only seen it once though. Um, so I might need another time. It's where like um, Chucky has is, has like multiples and it almost like controls as a hive mind. Um, yeah, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Is is that is that Cult of Chucky or Curse of Chucky? Uh, that's Cult of Chucky. Okay. Yeah, Curse of Chucky, the one before it, which is the one before it. Uh, if you haven't seen, is really good. Um, yeah, I actually okay. quite like that one. Yeah, Coast is really good because it's so pared back. It's all set in like the one house um, over yeah. an evening. Ooh. It's it's really really well done. Yeah. Okay, that's um, cool. So yeah, so it was a very it was a really it's yeah it's it's probably the most um, minimalist of all the Chucky yeah. films, um, but it is also one of the most effective because of that. Yeah. Nice. Okay. I can't. Yeah, I was going to say where it takes place, uh, where it takes place, but it sort of gives away the ending. Mm. Um, yeah, um, I'll I'll definitely be somehow trying to watch that. I'm not sure if it's going to be on Sci-Fi, so we're probably going to have to watch it in a particular way. <laughs> you know, yes. falling off the back of a truck. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So. That's that's basically it. Uh, fully, you you're a bit quiet there. I had no input. <laughs> but don't you have a Chucky doll in the other room or something? No. No, that's Annabelle. Good. She's got Annabelle. Ah, uh, Annabelle. Yeah, and Annabelle's yeah, we a really talk- good franchise too. 
Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, Fulia, out of the eight Chucky movies made, which no, one's your favourite? No, moving on, moving on. <laughs> Aren't we all going to watch this as a team? No. I think so. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, 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 think, I think we're entitled to watch something decent, considering a lot of the stuff we watch together isn't so great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hey, hey, Hamilton was good. Yes, no, it Hamilton was. Is the, yes, Hamilton was the exception, yes. Yes. But that was theatre, I mean film. <laughs> okay, fair. And, and, that's histor- fair. and historically accurate? I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> like, I don't remember uh, Hamilton being Puerto Rican. <laughs> well, I wasn't alive at the time. I don't remember him at all. <laughs> well. I don't know him. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, I think that might wrap it up for this week's nerdy news, which means it's time to roll on up to the trailer park. Rolling up to the trailer park where we all park all the trailers. Yeehaw. All right, trailer park time. Trailer park time. Three trailers, as per usual, and we are going to start with a trailer for a film called uh, Project Power. Um, this yeah, this looks really interesting. I really like the concept. It's kind of like uh, limitless, except with superhero powers. Um, and I, I yeah, I kind of like. The idea of uh, of what that could do to a person, the fact that you you take this pill and you get five minutes with this insane power uh, of you know of any kind, it seems it depends on the person, um, and yeah, and then you're just you feel probably invincible, like you could do anything, and I can imagine that becoming insanely addictive. Um, so. Yeah, so that's really, really interesting. Um, Jamie Foxx is awesome. awesome. Sorry, my voice broke then. Jesus. Uh, Jamie Foxx is awesome. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt is awesome. And so just random, considering I just watched Inception last night. And now I'm watching him 10 years later in a trailer and he hasn't really aged at all. (laughs) He's just gorgeous man. Very gorgeous man. Very talented man. Um, but So I'm looking forward to watching this film and seeing both of them. It looks, it just looks really good. I just like the whole aesthetic of the thing, the vibe of the thing. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. And it was a long trailer, but again, I'm, you know, starting to, ex- ex- like, accept that these Netflix films just have long trailers. Um so, but it didn't, I don't think it really showed too much though. It just showed a lot. Like there was a lot of action set pieces, a lot of, um, you know, just showing off the, the visual effects, which look really good as well. Very impressed by the visual effects on this one as well. Um, yeah, no, I think, I think it'll be a good one. Uh, Fulia, what do you reckon? Um, I like the look of this. Um, it's, there's a lot of action happening um, but it's, it's sort of balanced out with the, um, sci-fi-ness of the supernatural powers, um, that's in this trailer. Um, I love the fact that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in this. Mm. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's amazing. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, and I haven't seen him in a film for quite some time, so it'll be really good to, um, 
see how he's gotten on with his acting, <laughs> <laughs> which I'm pretty sure it's still going to be amazing. Yes. Um, yeah. Um, the, well, the fact that they have this pill that gives you amazing superpowers for like five minutes. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> like if I was to have a pill that's going to give me superpowers, I'd want it to last a little bit longer <laughs> than five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> but well. I suppose we'll find out why in the, when we watch the movie. That it's five minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if we watch a movie. If well, if. <laughs> um, yeah, I I think I'd be really interested to see to see this. So can't wait for that. How about you, Wayne? Yeah, I agree with both of you on this one. I think it looks like a really interesting film. I I enjoy this trailer a lot. I agree that it does show a lot. Uh, however, I don't think it really reveals too much. Yeah. It, it reveals yeah. enough of what the plot setup is and the sort of world we're in. Um, the premise is absolutely fascinating. We've all played the game. We've all had that question. If you had a superpower, what would it be? The lovely twist about this is that, yes, you can get that superpower um, or maybe you get a random superpower. Who knows if you can actually choose what's in the pill, but it lasts for only a limited time. So... It does mean that even though you do get this this power within you, you know it is limited. So it's more about how you use it, not necessarily what you have to use. Mm. Um, yeah, the two leading men, um, Jamie and Gordon, absolutely, I am there. Um, such talented actors. The aesthetics of this film looks really beautiful. Uh, almost feels like a video game sometimes, <laughs> the way it's shot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I am absolutely all for this. I, I, I'm really intrigued by this. I think it promises to be quite an entertaining um, and engaging movie. So I hope it lives up to its promise. Yeah. What did you think about it, Mike? Um, yeah. Uh, going into it, I didn't know what it was going to be. I thought I thought it was going to be like um, a bit like The Old Guard. It's actually based upon a, a graphic novel or a comic and apparently it isn't. It's actually a, it's a, um, a, a original, uh, original story. And, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued with this one, but you know, it's a, su- it's superhero premise. So I'm probably going to w- watch everything like that. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, did anyone get any, uh, Roger Ranjit vibes? Wow. No. Um, I was going to say no, but I wish I did now. Yeah, same. (laughs) Same. I love Roger Rogers. It's a, it's, what would you, how do you explain it? It, it, It's a a bit before our time, but we, but it was on when we were kids. Yeah. It's, it's like an American superhero. uh, And the premise is if you're not strong enough, you have to take drugs to be strong enough. Oh, I see what you mean about the pill, yeah, because that's kind of the the main yeah premise there. And yeah. The only thing about Roger Ramjet I remember is the song. <laughs> All oh, together yeah, yeah. now. <laughs> Roger Ramjet and his eagles fighting, fighting for, for our freedom. freedom. <laughs> All right, we got... We got f- we got through some mm. of it. Yeah. <laughs> Put a feather in his hat and called it, it macaroni. <laughs> Not quite. <laughs> oh, classic. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, 
definitely got to see this one because you know Jamie Foxx has has never been wrong. I've never seen a Jamie Foxx movie Ooh, that I didn't like. I could counter that. Ooh. Uh, besides, besides, um, besides, um, uh, what call it? Uh, when he play, played uh, Electro. Thank you. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> but come on, nah, but come on. He, he was, was he was having fun. He, yeah, too much. He ham, <laughs> pure ham. ham. You want some cheese for that ham yeah, sandwich? Literally. Ugh. Gross. It, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like it. Anyway, I don't. But I don't. I don't blame him entirely for that. Anyway, yeah. that movie has a I, lot of problems. I blame Sony. I would too. <laughs> okay, I didn't mind it, but we can move on. Yes, we can move on. <laughs> yes. That. Well, yeah. Um, yeah, that's basically what. What. Uh, uh, definitely intrigued. Uh, the trailer didn't, uh, as you say, didn't give too much, which is good. So, yeah. It, uh, so I might I can only speculate of where it's going to go, and usually my speculations are true. So you know, uh, <laughs> when are we going? When is this going to be dropping, Kendall? Uh, we are going to be watching Project Power very soon because it's going to be on Netflix on the fourteenth of August. Team review. Nice. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I reckon. I reckon we should all. That's that's going to be our next. Uh, next. Joint quickie review uh, extended. Yeah, what, one that's good. <laughs> yes, I th- hopefully. Hopefully. I, hopefully. And if it's not, I'm going to blame Fulia. Yeah. Why? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't pick I the movie. I don't know. You I'm agreed to it. You were there. Mean. Yeah. You were there. You were there. Ah. That's all. <laughs> that's all that matters. Oh. By associated. By associated. So so oh. I can't say that word. Association. Associate. God damn it. <laughs> I blame you for yeah, that I can't say this word. Associate. Association. There association. you go. Association. Yeah. Association. It's celebration. That was really uh, funny. I was saying association, and for some reason it was activating Siri. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Love hey that. Siri! Hey Siri! Hey Siri! Oh yeah. Nah. <laughs> Doesn't work. <laughs> Doesn't work. Okay, so uh, next trailer is a, another teasery kind of look at uh, the upcoming Marvel film from uh, 20th Century Studios, as it's now known as, uh, the New Mutants. This film that really just should have come out before a pandemic because, Lord, we've been waiting for this for a long time. Um, it hasn't been delayed too much, though, so uh, that's something, but we'll, we'll see what happens. This teaser um, doesn't really show us too much new stuff. Like a couple of, a couple of new shots with certain characters doing certain really cool things with their mutant abilities. Um, so that's that's fine. I think this was just more of a teaser to a remind you the film's still coming out, and b uh, to just get people uh, excited for the New Mutants panel at Comic Con at home uh, next week, uh, which is pretty cool. Um, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm 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 obviously going to watch this film. It's like a prerequisite for me. But I've been excited. <laughs> I've been excited about this film since it was announced because it's supposed to be sort of like a horror superhero film. 
um, because it's you know it's about these young mutants that are you know in this kind of asylum, and I, I maybe against their will, I'm not sure, but they're being they seem to be being experimented on and. Um, and they're rebelling against their captors, and it's yeah, it looks it looks really really interesting. But um, uh, this trailer didn't really offer me too much new. It was basically just like a yes, we're still here. Hello, hi, over here. Um, yeah, but I'm I'm so I'm I'm excited. I'm, I was already in two and a half years ago. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm still I'm still in. Fulia, what'd you think? Um, I completely forgot that this. <laughs> trailer had already come out a long time ago and this is why <laughs> they've released this trailer anyway go on <laughs> reminding people uh, yeah uh, so to me when i watched it it felt like i was watching it fresh um look the fact that it's a horror themed show is it a show it's a show no it's a it's a Movie. film it's a film sorry the fact Movie. that it's a horror based movie it's definitely a no-no for me (laughs) Um, but aren't you excited that they're finally doing something different in terms of a superhero movie not really (laughs) you don't think so like you've suffered enough through a particular franchise i no 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 i I never suffered anyway i never suffered through that franchise don't you just want awesome franchise thank you very much something a bit fresh and exciting and something you can watch with annabelle i don't know no 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 no. none of that okay she stays in the case she stays in the case (laughs) (laughs) um i mean as much as i would like to be able to watch this without freaking out and having nightmares uh i probably won't be watching this <laughs> wayne <laughs> over to you <laughs> wow <laughs> it was a bit of attitude in the way you handed over to me fully but i'll forgive you for that one because <laughs> <laughs> we're all I can mates. give you more sass if you want but you we're, know <laughs> <laughs> we're all mates here it's fine um Look, I feel like I've seen this trailer for the past 12 years and <laughs> I am actually a fan of uh, the X-Men franchise, even some of their not so great movies. Um, gosh, except for Dark Phoenix, I am there for. <laughs> um, I particularly enjoy. Um, uh, so I, I I really like the, the X-Men titles. Most of them I think are absolutely superior stories i feel like um with the new mutants i am just going to be relieved when it's out (laughs) yes it's none of this oh it's coming out oh we're doing this to it we're doing this to it it's like could you just release the bloody movie um i think i'm at that point of exhaustion where i don't even care if it's good or not i just want it (laughs) out in the world so we can (laughs) review other trailers um However, it is one that I will see. I still have some excitement for it, uh, you know, with or without the horror element. Again, I I'm actually being serious. Good on them for act for for going in a in a bit of a unique route. Like again, because uh, uh, superhero movies are a dime a dozen now. Comic book movies are as well. I enjoy them, but even I feel a bit oversaturated by them. So anything that can make a title feel a bit fresh or a different angle, go for it. Um, so I will be watching the new mutants um, with 
you know, with eagerness, if not <laughs> overly excitement because <laughs> it's tired me already. Uh, but yeah, as look, as an X-Men title, it already, it always was going to have me in the audience. Yeah. How about you, Michael? Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm going to go see this because come on. <laughs> you have to admit, uh, it's got to be, it's got to be really good. Oh, it has to, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. like it just has to. Yeah. It's going it's it's going to be a bit like the Snyder Cut. Mm-hmm. It's, it, it's either go, it's either going to go one or two ways. Mm. And yeah, well, with this trailer, it's definitely one. It it's one of those unique ones. It's like uh, it's a reminder trailer. Mm. Yeah. Remember, yeah. remember, this is coming out. Yeah. We, we promise. We promise this time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Uh, when I saw. Uh, at the end of it, it said it's going to be, I don't know, there's going to be a a Comic-Con panel. And I was thinking, okay, are they actually going to get the cast to do that? Well, they're not doing anything else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah this is true. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a very interesting Comic-Con. Yeah, that's for sure. Does that mean we can all go? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, is this like the our first Comic Con? Yes, eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Officially, yes, this will be our first ever Comic Con without actually being there physically. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) only took Uh, a pandemic. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Was it uh, silver lining? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, so the new studio is called Twentieth Century. 20th Century Cinema? Studios. 20th Century Studios. Um, Okay. Because this film, like this this film, this is how long it's taken this film to come out, is that this was made as a a 20th Century Fox film. And that's what it... And, you know, and since then, obviously, Disney has absorbed 20th Century Fox. But, um, yeah, because it was still uh, a Fox film at the time of the purchase, they've, yeah, they've rebranded as 20th Century Studios. Uh, yeah, for that. So, 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 so they still haven't changed it to twenty first century. <laughs> for fuck's sake! Yeah, <laughs> missed opportunity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like remember twentieth century Fox. It was in the twentieth century when we still owned it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Basically, don't do you feel like um, they they they're sort of uh, making um twentieth century studios the sort of new touchstone because that's a yeah a disney disney property and where they did like pg films yeah yeah yeah. it's got the opportunity for that that they can still venture into into titles for adults or more mature audiences and not yeah have that impact the disney brand yeah because if you think about it they've got they've they've now got alien and they've now got predator yeah Please, please, I want to see a Disney Predator. No, please don't. I want... break out into song. Please. <laughs> that I would watch. <laughs> does, does it, I, I feel like the, the, the big show-stopping number from that would be, uh, if, if I bleed, can you kill me? Yeah. <laughs> Followed by ugly motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> okay. Uh, Shall we? Uh, yes, Mike? Oh, oh, what do you think? <laughs> well, I think I'm going to tell everybody when New Mutants is coming out. Good idea. Oh, oh really? So, uh, it, uh, if, in case the release date doesn't change, uh, New Mutants... <laughs> 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 because... TBC, TBC. <laughs> because this movie is like... The, uh, <laughs> the king of the changing date. Like, it, it, this, this movie was changing dates before COVID. Before it was cool. <laughs> before it was popular, man. Um... 27th of August it's coming out, so not far away. Not oh, too far away. Uh, it's oh like my a God. John Farnham imagine- farewell tour. Will it ever happen? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine, like, the press junket where, um, where when you watch a, a normal press junket, they, they, the, the actors look slightly different than in the movie? Yeah. yeah. These are going to look 12 done- years older. Yeah, they're going <laughs> to be all old and decrepit as they... Is there going to be a second one? Well, we're not children anymore. <laughs> Those will be like, we made the cylinder go. We can't remember it. <laughs> yeah. Is that, what yeah. was it like? We don't know. <laughs> what What were you feeling during the scene when I you're trying? I don't know. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. I really want to see this movie. Let's stop bagging it out. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not bagging it out. I think it's going to be an awesome film. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's no, got I promise. Know. I, I, I yeah. agree. It's got promise. It does. It does. Because I really, because I really, really enjoy superhero films that they sort of break the genre into different things. Mm. Same. Yeah. Same. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's going to be awesome, and I think we should all see it. I think yes, so too. I agree. I agree. Okay. All right. Our third and final trailer for this week's trailer park is Tesla. Um, Tesla. Tesla, a very interesting looking biopic, if there ever was one. Um, my goodness, my goodness. Uh, I love Ethan Hawke, and I think his uh, casting as Nikola Tesla is on point, uh, that's for sure. Uh, and I am in love with the concept of this film. It's like I was expecting a full-on... I mean, you know, we talked about um, Radioactive last week, you know, but mm. the biopic bi- about... <laughs> there it is. Um, Marie Curie. Um, and I, I thought, you know, when I saw a trailer for Tesla pop up in my feed, I was like, okay, this is going to be similar to that one, you know, that more straight-laced you know, straightforward kind of uh, biopic. But no, this one has got, like, some kind of weird amalgamation between early 20th century tech and modern-day tech. Like, there are there are people using smartphones and projectors and modern things in this, and there's, like... It's just... I don't know. It's just... I'm really fascinated by the abstractness of this because there's so many brief little moments where you're looking at Tesla mostly but like there's other um, characters on screen but like they don't have real backgrounds behind them they have like either matte paintings or like a back just a backdrop thing like something completely fake but it looks like they're made to be stand like stood in that actual place but it doesn't exist like it's 
I'm very fascinated. And then there's talk talks of it being, um, you know, in inside Tesla's mind or in his dreams or something like it's So it's we're, are we going into his mind with this story um, and uncovering things we don't know and just yeah, I'm. And I'm also really on board for Kyle McLaughlin playing uh, Thomas Edison. I think that's really, yeah. really, really cool. Yeah, he looks the part, sounds the part. Um, I'm really excited to see that banter on screen between the two of them, notorious rivals uh, in history, that's for sure. Um, yeah, I I just... Uh, it looks gorgeous. It looks gorgeous. I'm so curious. Um, Fulia, what did you think? Um, I love the fact that the trailer had retro music going, even though it wasn't really the time for it. Yeah. Like, uh, as in like the uh, timeline wise, it yeah. really fit in really well. Um, apart from that, the actual trailer itself, um, I actually do enjoy watching, um, films about historic figures. So this, uh, it, I get, uh, I get a bit of a learning out of it. Um, t- because I don't like, I don't really, um, look into it or research about, um, these type of people, um, just in everyday lives, but I do know of them and what they've achieved in their lives. So being able to watch, um, you know, a, a type, a version of Nikola Tesla's life, um, is going to be, uh, really interesting for me. So I'll definitely watch this one. How about yourself, Wayne? Yeah, this was a really interesting trailer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I, like I know, um, I guess as much of as just the average person does know about about Tesla, definitely one of the most you know underrated innovators. Um, still, I think um, is is yeah. underappreciated because again, like I don't really know a lot about him um, except that he was screwed over by history. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, I I, fi- I did find this interesting um because before you had talked about the backgrounds and backdrops uh kendall i like so they're they're in they're they're supposed to look that bad is is what i'm gathering from what you're saying like it's intentional because i was looking at it and i'm like oh i really like the look of this i'm like whoa what is with that bad green screen (laughs) you know Um, (laughs) yeah okay so like i mean if that's kind of where we're going that's quite quirky um, because I did also gather about how, like, yeah, th- th- this wasn't just a straight up bio. So I am really intrigued by this. Um, and even though I was just like, okay, really bad green screen, <laughs> I was still going to to be um, up for this one. Um, yeah, no, this one fascinates me a lot that I can't really fault the trailer because it does what a good trailer is supposed to do, and that's uh, get your attention and make you want to go see it. Uh, this one's done that, yeah. So I'm interested to see how they present uh, Tesla's story, but I hope that it is still true to his story, that whilst it's maybe done in an innovative innovative and, and quirky way, um, that, you know, they still play him straight, if that makes sense. Uh, so that, you know, so that for, you know, people like me who don't really know a lot about him can learn enough to then want to go and know more. Um, but yeah, no, I, I think this, 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 uh, should be an interesting film. I'm quite intrigued by this one. How about you, Mike? Yeah, definitely. Um, it, uh, it definitely got, uh, gave me a 
some vibes of a a biopic that's uh, not your ordinary biopic. Um, if anyone's seen uh, the Peter Sellers biopic uh, with uh, Jeffrey Rush playing Peter Sellers, no, um, I know of it, but I haven't seen it. Yeah, it 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 goes down a a, a route that's very bizarre, where he where Peter Sellers, who's a fantastic um, like uh, mimic, like he does impressions of of everyone, and he do, does like he does a lot of character work, and it's very interesting in this where the character of Peter Sellers actually plays, um, uh, does little monologues of people in his life, but they're played by, uh, played by the same. Um, sorry, I, I explained that wrong. Uh, the people, uh, the people in Peter Sellers' life, are played by actors, but uh, there's also monologues from those people talking about Peter, and the monologues are not played by the original actors. They're actually played by um, Jeffrey Rush, who's playing Peter Sellers. Oh wow! So. So it's Peter Sellers playing these people in his life, talking about him. Yeah, that's so, interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and because because it can be said that um, Peter Sellers is a very uh, I don't know selfish sort of person uh, in his life, and it it would be very fitting for him to actually sort of voice his own. <laughs> He, his own story in in a good light than what actually happens so so it definitely gave me sort of those feels for uh, watching that sort of biopic um, where it's not necessarily linear it's also jumping to and fro of um, like jumping to and fro of what what Tesla has innovative um, thoughts actually he he his um his life sort of echoes um after he after his life if that makes sense right. i don't know so so it's sort of like um how like an inventor like say like uh da vinci is like seeing da vinci um ri- um ride a helicopter like a nowadays helicopter. Because yeah, yeah. That that sort of thing. I don't know, and I and I quite like the sort of, as you say, the sort of um, the bad green screen. This sort of intentional, the intentional like crapness for the sake. Mm. It's like we know it because um, this is definitely definitely an indie sort of film vibe where it's very I can't remember what okay. yeah I'm just rambling at, at at this present time I don't know it's it's hard to explain but you're all yeah. up for it Mike yeah you're like this is yeah, pretty I'm, cool I'm definitely up for it it's definitely intriguing like I know I know like snippets of Tesla's life because um Thanks to the internet, mm. uh, we we know a little bit more about history and how how he got screwed over, as you said, Wayne. Yeah. Of history. 
Yeah. And if there's, and you know that history has definitely changed since they've done an epic rap battle. If you haven't seen that one, with with Nikola Tesla, Tesla and and uh, yeah. No, I haven't seen that. That sounds cool. Yeah, and Thomas Edison, yeah, right? Should... Yeah, I think I have seen that. Yeah, one. Thomas Edison. Yeah. It's uh, and there's also pretty good. Yeah. And there's also a Doctor Who episode as well, so... Nice. Yeah. What do you reckon, Kendall? <laughs> shoot me out of my misery. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Tesla does not have an Australian release date just yet, but it will be uh, having a limited run in theatres in America on the 21st of August. Nice. Nice, 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 nice. Okay, that's Trailer Park for this week. Done and dusted. Which means now it's time for a quickie review. Quickie review. So, I... uh, Am I the only one that's seen this, guys? I believe so. Hmm. All right. I saw like half of it. Cool. <laughs> did you did you stop watching? Well, I was meant to do something else, and then I forgot to go back to it. Oh, that's okay. All right. Well, feel but, f- I, but I but I think I've sort of guessed the ending. But yeah, it's all right. Okay. No spoilers. All right. <laughs> no, I'm no not spoiling anything. No spoilers. Okay. So, uh, my six spoilers. Bro. <laughs> um. Okay. So, talking about uh, the old guard which is a film on Netflix uh, led by the fantastic Charlize Theron and based on the uh, comic book series of the same name. Um, yes, I, I watched it the other day and I, I really enjoyed this film. Um, it's, it's fairly kind of standard premise um, where, you know, you have basically this group of uh, they appear to be mercenaries at first, but then, you know, you watch them die and come back to life and you find out oh, there's something else going on. Um, and so it turns out they're these, what they refer to as immortal beings um, who, you know, basically, you know, by definition, can't be killed. Uh, and they've uh, been saving humanity and inter- interfering in, in world events in history for uh, hundreds and hundreds and in certain cases, thousands of years. Um, and, yeah, and then basically turns out that, uh, you know, some big science corporation wants to capture them and study them and blah, blah, blah. So they have to, you know, kind of take figure out how to stop them and take them down. Um, so there, that's kind of... There's a lot of cliches in that sense in this film. But um, when it's all said and done... Um, they actually they set up a couple of cliches and then didn't go for them and did something completely different that I didn't expect and I was really happy with that. Um, my favorite thing about the film is the characters themselves, uh, like the group that that makes the old guard themselves. I really liked all of their characters. We didn't get too much kind of backstory. We kind of just got just enough. Um, this film really did set up a sequel, which I really hope we get. 
Um, but it didn't get weighed down by the fact that it was trying to set up the next film, uh, <laughs> i.e. Artemis fucking foul. Um, <laughs> What's that? I, I don't know that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, You good. know 20 minutes of it. <laughs> yeah. Is it worth my time? <laughs> nah. It's not um, the worst movie you'll see this year. Yeah, true. Yeah. Jesus. My goodness. My apologies. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I really I really liked uh, the characters and the p- performance from the entire cast. Um, Wayne, there's even two of the men in The Old Guard are actually lovers and have been together for, like, since the Crusades. Wow. Um, That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. They were... Uh, it, it's ex- not to... Give, I'm not going to give too many spoilers, but basically their their love story goes that they were uh, they were enemies on opposing sides, and when they uh, uh, they killed each other in battle, they realized that they were immortal, and then but that they kept killing each other repeatedly to, until it would <laughs> stick, and then it didn't stick, and then they fell in love, and they've been together ever since. And there's a beautiful scene in that film where. Um, one, where one of them uh, declares his love in such a romantic way to the other, and it's just, I took my breath away. It was so nice. Oh, um, so yeah, um, it's so there's some beautiful queer representation in this film as well, um, and two very powerful female leads. Um, not just Charlize Theron; she was obviously the the, the standout of the the players in this film um she's just brilliant she got to do so many cool uh action sequences in this film i really really enjoyed her and her performance um i was also very impressed with kiki lane who played uh a character of nile um she was in if bill street could talk which i still haven't seen but i really want to watch um and that film's like a a period drama in this film she's playing a uh, contemporary, uh, you know, military woman. She's in the military when she finds out she's an immortal and then she gets, you know, recruited basically um, in a really clever way into the old guard and she's just badass. Um, Chiwetel Ejiofor is in it and he kind of plays... He's not really a bad guy, but he's... Uh, they think he's a, he's a, he's one of those guys who's, who think he thinks he's doing the right thing, but he, maybe he's not. Um, but he was really good. And I didn't realize while I was watching it, but the the villain of the piece, like the 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 scientist guy, the big corporation guy who's trying to get them for their abilities, was actually played by Harry Melling. And for those who don't know that name, that's Dudley Dursley, Dursley from Harry Potter. Oh. And I was, and I was, he looks nothing like Dudley anymore. I was I didn't even recognize him and then I when I looked him up afterwards I was like who is that and then yeah Dudley Dursley everywhere and I was like what yeah I kind of insane yeah it definitely and he plays a villain very well I mean we knew that already but um yeah as an adult yeah was really surprised really yeah it was really great awesomely directed by Gina Prince Blythewood uh Bythewood, I should say. She's a really awesome director, female director as well. And uh, Greg Rucker, who uh, wrote the comics, actually wrote the screenplay for this film, um, which is freaking awesome. Um, so, yeah. And rare. 
and super rare. That That's the thing that does not happen very often. Um, but I'm glad it happened in this case. So I cannot wait to see uh, the sequel to this because I, I really hope it happens. I think it will. It's doing pretty well on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend checking it out. It's, uh, it's a lot of fun. Uh, if I had to give it a score out of five, probably give it a three and a half out of five. So, cool. yeah. Yeah. So you'd Those recommend anyway, Kendall? Yeah, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If you, um, if you like, you know, the kind of action with a slight either supernatural superhero sort of twist to it. Um, yeah, it's, it's very enjoyable. Like I, yeah, I was not, I was never bored watching it. Um, it is about two hours long, so it's not a short film, but, um, but it's, you don't really feel the time. I, yeah, I know. I thought, I thought it was quite good. Yeah. Just not, just not, just not four stars good, but just mostly just because the story was like, like I said at the top, standard fare, but um, it was the, the characters made it for me. Uh, I really liked it, so I can't wait to see them return in a sequel. Fingers crossed. Cool. Okay, cool. Yes. All right, that's my little quickie review of The Old Guard. Uh, it's on Netflix now, hashtag not sponsored. <laughs> um, but speaking of Netflix, it's time for... Popcorn culture! Woo! <laughs> yes! It's oh, popcorn yeah. culture time. Popcorn culture time. And. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Are I'm you... joining in. Um... <laughs> Am I helping? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> You do. You're definitely doing something. Um, so thank uh, you. I do me. You, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh, nice segue from the old guard into our topic of discussion for this week's popcorn culture. Um, so during the week, Netflix uh, released a list of their most streamed films, um, as well as uh, basically. You know, uh, there was also another list of their most streamed films and TV series combined. Um, they're all available online. Go go check them out. There's some some interesting choices uh, that people people have been making, and I won't judge because each to their own. <laughs> but but there's yes, there's there's one or two films that probably shouldn't have been on that list. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, <laughs> we. <laughs> Bit, bit judgy, bit judgy, bit yeah. Okay. Not, not going to judge, but I'll no. judge. Because um, I mean, because no, Kendall, we could say that about you know the the top ten highest grossing movies of all time, really, couldn't we? I don't think we could. I think we could. No, I don't. I don't think so. Well, uh, I reckon Avatar. we could. <laughs> anyway, James so Cameron. today, yes, James Just a Cameron. lot of James Cameron. Just, a lot of other things there too, Mike. <laughs> really? I don't know. I just, I'm oblivious. <laughs> Kendall's responsible for most of those titles being there. Yes. You're welcome, everyone. How many everyone? times do you need to watch Titanic? I mean, <laughs> Definitely one of the better ones up there. Yeah, I don't know. 
can 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 I can I go now? Yes, can we you talk? may continue hosting <laughs> the show. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Hence me being silent. Thank you. And smile more. <laughs> smile more, talk less. Yes, exactly. All right. Yes. So so with all that being said, um, <laughs> for Volcon Culture uh, this week, the four of us are going to offer up uh, five films or TV shows uh, that are Netflix originals that we absolutely love. Um, yes. Okay. I think that is that. Um, just, you know, lists of our own uh, and, you know, some recommendations, I think, as well along the way. So, and maybe we'll be mentioning some duds as well. So fil- films to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> Thing, things on Netflix that you shouldn't be watching. Okay, all right. So uh, my list of five starts with uh, Orange is the New Black. Um, this is also, uh, according to the numbers, uh, Netflix's most watch TV series, which is uh, pretty awesome and Probably most likely due to the fact that it's, uh, you know, one of the most uh, long, longest running, I suppose, since the Netflix TV, like original content sort of kicked off um, in the early 2010s. Um, it wrapped up last year and it is such a good show. Uh, I mean, it had its ups and downs um, story-wise and character-wise, that's for sure. But overall, generally speaking, it's a phenomenal uh, show with one of the best assembled female casts, most diverse, most talented, just insanely off-the-charts awesome uh, casts you'll see in a a scripted show. Like, just, yeah, freaking awesome. Representation is their motto at Orange is the New Black, that's for sure. Um, And, yeah, you're going to laugh a lot, but mostly you're probably going to cry a lot because there is a lot of sad, sad things that happen to these poor women uh, during their time in Litchfield Penitentiary. Um, But it is definitely a ride worth going on. I would highly recommend checking it out on Netflix. Um, how many seasons did it have? I think it was seven. I'm pretty sure, yeah, seven seven seasons. So, and there was like 13 episodes a season, something along those lines. Uh, yeah, or maybe a bit, a bit more. I can't remember off the top of my head. It's been a while since I watched it all, but it's, yeah, one that I would highly recommend people check out. Um, continuing the theme of series, have to shout out Stranger Things. Uh, probably... In terms of originality, even though it's something that's completely inspired by the nostalgia craze of the 80s that, um, you know, we, we have been experiencing recently, uh, I just really enjoy just the entire thing from, you know, top to bottom. Um, the story is awesome and, it you know, it takes you back to your your childhood really uh you know and the things that we we watched growing up uh you know heavy goonies vibes with you know a, a dark kind of twist um and it's the the effects are so cool like it looks amazing it's it's shot superbly well um it's acted phenomenally by one of the best um young casts uh, ever assembled as well i think um and so I pr- I pray for those kids that they turn out okay. 
because, uh, you know, the entire world is watching them, that's for sure. But I, yeah, I freaking love that show. And the fact that it combines the drama with the the supernatural and and sci-fi kind of elements um, really, really well. And yeah, I, the acting is just top notch, um, not just from the kids, but from um, the adults as well. Um, it's so good to see Winona Ryder uh, feature so prominently mm. uh, too. She's just, she's just amazing in everything she does um but yeah no i love i love stranger things and i cannot wait for uh season four which i think is now coming out next year but um yeah everyone has to watch it it's so good it's really really good um another tv series on my list is one that sadly has been now cancelled um which makes me very, very sad, uh, but I still recommend people check it out because it's a lot of fun, and that is uh, Santa Clarita Diet. Um, <laughs> this is one of the most quirky kind of, it's not sitcom-esque, it's, I mean, it's not really sitcom, but, you know, it's it's a, a half an hour comedy scripted show, um, you know, where there is, you know, living zombies, basically. Um Starring Drew Barrymore as one of those zombies, um, and she's married to um, Timothy Oliphant, which is hello. I don't know who I'm more jealous of, to be fair. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but it's just, it's such like an original kind of premise. Like it's so, it's uh, it's again like what we were saying with how you know. New Mutants is putting horror in superheroes, you know, take, you know, mashing up these genres and doing a different version of superhero films. Like, this is a completely different take on zombies. Like, that it's not close to anything I've ever seen. Um, and I'm just, I'm just so upset that it's, it's not, because they were finally starting to get into the you know the the kind of the history the background um the lore behind these zombie creatures because they're so bizarre because like they they look normal they can act normal but you know they don't they don't breathe they don't have a pulse they only eat human flesh um but they have souls and they're nice people they're good people they can blend into society very easily um but it's so basically it's just the whole three seasons is a trying to figure out what the hell's wrong um with Drew Barrymore's character and and just the kind of banter between her and uh Timothy Oliphant uh as husband and wife and not just dealing with um zombies but they're they're they they're both uh, real estate agents and it's (laughs) so it also has this other level of them trying to just get on with life as regular humans and Nathan Fillion's in it and he gets to play a talking head at one point who is then also played by Alan Tudyk which is just poetic cinema um yeah it's just so much fun I couldn't recommend it more it's just yeah it's even though it's yeah not complete it's definitely a show I'm I'm gonna re-watch again and again because it's just that good for me um in terms so, of sorry, yes, so they're, they're, they're real estate agents. Yes, 
So they deserve to die. (laughs) (laughs) No comment. No comment. Um, (laughs) I'm not commenting on that. Oh, funny. Okay. Um, So I've got two films that I'm going to mention and then I'm going to pass it on over to Fulia. Um, Continuing the comedy theme, Always Be My Maybe is probably my favourite comedy that I've seen on Netflix. Yes. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It's it's so good. It's so good. Um, I love um, uh, Ali Wong and um, God, what's his name? Why am I blanking on his name? I know his name. Save me, IMDb. Randall Park. Randall Park. Here we go. (laughs) Ali Wong and Randall Park. Yes. Um, Yeah. Playing uh, just the most adorable uh, friends turned lovers, turned ex-friends, turned friends again, um, turned lovers uh, in this really awesome rom-com set in San Francisco, one of my favorite places in the entire world. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's just so funny. Like, she's this, you know, award-winning chef and he's this, like, struggling musician who's still living with his dad. Um, but there's just, it's a, you know, it's there's nothing entirely new about the, the premise or the concept of the film, but it's the characters within it. It's like the old guard. It's just the characters within it that really make it worth watching and make it fun and relatable and charming and uh, yeah, it's just, and it's, and it made me cry too. Like it's hard for, for me, it's hard for comedies to like really tug on the heartstrings, but this one, like right near the end has such, such a gut punch. That's just like, Oh damn. Okay. Ooh. All right. Now I'm tearing up. Um, but you know, it's so funny and I couldn't recommend it more. I really, really love always be my maybe. And my last film I'm going to mention before I move on is Marriage Story. Uh, it yes. was my yes, <laughs> it's on my yes. list. <laughs> Good. It was yeah, it, one of my favorite movies of 2019. Uh, Adam Driver, ladies and gentlemen, is oh, just man. Whew, a man to watch. Uh, he is just phenomenal, incredibly talented. He broke my heart in this film. Yeah. Um, and, and so does Scarlett Johansson, for that matter. She's also quite exceptional. The entire cast, Laura Dern, Alan Alder, just just spectacular performances all around um, from this, this film that's just superbly written. This screenplay is so tight, um, so poetic, and just so... Uh, so well constructed i i just fell in love with it um and yeah it's another tearjerker but it's it's definitely definitely worth it i freaking adore marriage story if you haven't seen it honestly check it out um you will not be disappointed okay that's enough from me fulia yes uh what are your five okay so it, it was a little difficult to narrow it down um, more specifically when it came to TV shows, because that's mostly what I've been watching on Netflix, um, compared to films. Um, so I'm going to start off with The Crown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Crown. Oh, wow. Um, I never thought I'd be able to, I never thought I'd actually get into a drama like this, to be honest. Um, I, I'm not 
really the type of person who would follow the royals on their social media or anything like that or you know be really intrigued about the news that comes across from um from the royals but the fact that this show goes behind closed doors to show us a dramatized version of what really happens at the palace with the family members it's really really uh entertaining one and also very intriguing um and i love the fact that it starts off back when um elizabeth became queen or just before she was coronated and it was nice to sort of see that transition uh and then be up to where we are right now uh it's just the cast the the writing of this show is just phenomenal and i love it i absolutely love the crown um next show i will mention is the chilling adventures of sabrina uh (laughs) i never ever thought that i would actually enjoy a horror-based supernatural story like this uh you know, put aside the fact that I also watch Supernatural. Um, this is, uh, the horror themes are a bit more intense in this particular series. Uh, so for me, this was an interesting one. When I started with season one or part one, uh, I was a little, um, unsure of whether I would continue to watch it because of those horror themes. But, uh, I got past it, uh, and especially because the writing of the story is just so good and really entertaining, I decided that I'm just going to have to just stick through it. It's <laughs> it's not real. It's not real. <laughs> um, and the fact that it's, it's, a, it's a story about Sabrina. Uh, I grew up with Sabrina the Teenage Witch, um, which was a sitcom back in the day, and I absolutely loved it. So the fact that we get a different version of that um, from Netflix was really um, was really cool. So for me, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina is definitely uh, one of my one of my other top five uh, Netflix originals. <laughs> um, and I'm gonna mention one more TV show because I haven't really watched many original films by Netflix. So uh, I have three. Uh, uh, three uh, Netflix original series and that's a more recent one um, and it's Mystery Glacius (laughs) it's Fluffy being a teacher in a high school (laughs) and it is so much fun the season 2 dropped recently I think it was like last month and I binged it in like a day (laughs) Uh, or maybe a couple of days actually it is such a a fun show to watch and the fact that you get to see uh Gabriel Iglesias be himself almost in the show but he's playing a history teacher which is really hilarious um with high school students uh and the fact that he comes across as this mentor not just a teacher but a mentor to the students um and you know it's it's really awesome to see that uh, in a in a sitcom like this, especially uh, as, and particularly during 
um, you know, this during this time, uh, like the the millennial time, and it's it's just a, it's it's just a lot of fun to watch, and you get a really good laugh out of it. But then you also get good messages out of it as well. Um, so this one's probably more suited to the uh, the younger generation. Um, however, the adults get just as much out of it as well. And I absolutely love Fluffy. He is hilarious. He even puts on his voices in the show. And I don't know how those kids get through their scenes with him in the room. <laughs> um, and the fact that they also have like, um, you know, uh, guest, uh, guest comedians that come into the show as well. Um, uh, Joe Coy was one of them and he was in the, the most recent series, uh, the most recent season. Sorry. Uh, he is, he is like the funniest, one of the funniest comedians I've ever come across. Um, uh, you know, with the exception of, uh, Fluffy and I've only just discovered him in the last, I'd say 12 months. So it's nice to see that the collaboration they have with other, um, with other actors and comedians that are coming into the show. It's, it's really fun. Um, now going into films. Um, so my fourth choice of Netflix originals is Klaus, the, uh, the animated Christmas movie, if you will, um, that uh, Netflix brought out. Uh, I think it was like last year or the year before. I'm pretty sure it was 2018. Um, Klaus is really, really cute. I loved it. Um, it's also got a bit of an emotional, uh, story to it as well. So I really enjoyed Klaus. Um, and the animation, uh, itself is very unique. Um, I didn't think that I would see, um, this, this type of animation style, and um, it's actually quite beautiful. So I really enjoyed Klaus uh, in that respect. And the story is also just beautiful. Um, and lastly, uh, I'm going to round off with Marriage Story. <laughs> Kendall, you've already mentioned that it is a great film. So amazing. Yeah. Love yeah. the story. Love the writing. And the cast. Uh, couldn't have picked a better cast, honestly. Oh yeah. <laughs> so good. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think I really need to elaborate on marriage story. You've already mentioned everything. <laughs> I'm just going to say how much I love it. It's so good. <laughs> awesome. Yes. Uh, so that's my top five Netflix originals, more shows than movies, but you know, <laughs> that's, that's what I watch. Um, in, are we, are we, are we discussing the dislike as well? Um, well, I, for, I forgot to mention mine, so we'll just, we'll just keep going. Keep going. We'll, okay. We'll, we'll no come worries. back around at the end. All right. No worries. That's fine. Uh, Wayne. Yes. <laughs> Over to you. Thank you, Fulia. Well, right. Fulia, I've got, uh, one of the, one of my titles matches yours. Um, take, place your bets on which one that'll be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, does it, do, does it rhyme with frown? <laughs> it really does, but it makes me anything but frown. Um, <laughs> look, The Crown is one of the most handsomely produced TV series I have ever seen. Um, yes, it is a dramatization, uh, but it 
just feels so authentic and real. And it does, I don't think it waves its creative license too freely. So you mm. always sort of believe uh, everything is in the is in the realms of of this reality. And what's fascinating is that a lot of these principal players, especially as the series goes on, are still alive and active as well um, in their role within the royal family. Um, it is just so exquisitely written and performed. It is beautiful to look at the attention to detail in terms of the eras that they represent uh, because Queen Elizabeth II has been ruling for an extremely long time. So that's mm. it's, the timeline is fascinating. Um, they obviously can't delve into everything that she's been involved in or witnessed um, because how long can the series really go for? Um, but what it really chooses to focus on, it does it really well. And even though, you know, you think you know about the royal family, but there is just some events and um, instances that they focus on that you're like, wow, I've never heard of this or I never knew this was a thing. Uh, so, yeah, it does what a lot of great biographies do. It, it's, you know, you, you feel um, that the fan, that the, the royal family are accessible through this, but it just tells you so much more. And at the end of the day, they are a family, just like any others, except, <laughs> you know, the world stage is theirs and, and the stakes are quite high as well. Yeah, um, I agree with you, Fulia, that The Crown is just a phenomenal work. Um, another phenomenal work was a title that was on your list, Kendall, and that was Stranger Things. Um, <laughs> no surprises here. It's a wonderful... Yeah wonderful story um it's so well done it mixes horror and humor so beautifully the yeah uh, but you know what like the characters are again like i guess with the crown they're, they're quite accessible because they always feel real and this is an amazing feat to achieve when you consider the circumstances and the world that these characters inhabit um I mean, look, if you're going to set a story in the 80s, you've already got my vote. But to do it so well and to to make a show that I guess Stephen King would be proud of and would be happy about and probably watches, who knows? Um, I, I, think, I, I, I think I think I think it's winning. I think I think it's such a wonderful, intriguing um, series. It's so engaging and so much fun to watch. Um, yeah, the the characters in this are just also just are wonderful and they have their own little journeys going through as well we see some bad guys turn good which is lovely to see <laughs> um another show that was on my list um was a show that actually got me i guess um signing up to netflix to begin with and that's uh, making a murderer and that's yes yeah, spawned so many true crime series and and, and films um, as I was mentioning at the top of the show, I've been watching quite a few of them lately on assorted platforms. Uh, but Making a Murderer is a really fascinating story. And I like that uh, even people who watch the show, even though it is made with bias in favour of its subject matter, um, people are still polarised by this story. But I feel like any story that aims to show... Um, the miscarriage of justice, which is definitely where the filmmakers are going with making a murderer. Um, look, I think can only be a good thing because look, uh, you know, 
anyone's legal system is not perfect, so it needs to constantly be under scrutiny and critique um, because people who do the wrong thing should be accountable and people who are innocent um, should should not have to, to go through any hardship. Um, so I suppose that also reveals where I, I think uh, Steve Avery <laughs> uh, falls as well. But, um, yeah, but Making a Murderer is just so, so well done and it's... It's an incredibly emotive series as well. Like just the families affected um, within this story. There are no winners here. And I think that this this series just, um, yeah, depicts it so well. Um, again, for, for, for a, a true crime story, Making a Murderer, I think, still remains quite, quite up there as one of the best. Uh, my obsession with a true crime continues in one of the best movies I think that Netflix has ever done and um, one of the best crime-related movies I've ever seen, I have to say, and that's Extremely Wicked, Strongly Evil, Shockingly Evil and Vile um, with yeah, Zac Efron as Ted Bundy. Um, Ted Bundy's always been a fascinating serial killer for me. Uh, and this movie is just exceptional. It is so engrossing and so well made. Um, the only flaw really is the fact that it doesn't have an Oxford comma in the title, but that is easily forgiven. Um, I love seeing Zac Efron in this. Uh, I've always found him such a talented actor, and I love that he's um, gone beyond where we we normally see him. Um, it's a mm. fascinating story. Incredibly sad considering the number of victims involved. Uh, but I think he just captures the uh, the charisma of Ted Bundy so well because he really was the first, you know, really uh, romanticised, I suppose, serial killer. And I believe his trial was the first ever televised in the United States. So he is ingrained in popular culture. Um, and I think, again, that somebody who um, it was a horrendous person, really was, um, mm. can actually still be viewed with rose-tinted glasses, says a lot about his impact at the time and legacy. Um, You know, despite being what the judge described him as extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile, there is something Mm. very appealing about him and his story. Um, And it's captured so brilliantly here. And and Zac Efron is just absolutely outstanding in this. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was really, really good. Um, and as a side note, Conversations with the Killer, the Ted Bundy tapes, is a fantastic companion oh, yeah. piece to this as well. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. But if I'm going to change pace, um, look, a movie I saw uh, recently enough and was on Netflix's top 10 uh, list was the most watched movie that they've made was Extraction uh, with Chris Hemsworth. Look, grab your popcorn, put your feet up, and have fun. Like, this is such a great film because for an action movie, it does what it sets out to do and then some. It is so entertaining. If you love action movies, you have to get around Extraction. Again, a lot of fun, a lot of action. Who cares about the plot? It's never boring and it has uh, an incredible lead um, who does what he does best. It's, it plays a hero of a different nature (laughs) in this particular Mm. movie. Um, So I have to say Extraction was actually a pleasant, uh, fun surprise. And it sort of took me back to those um, 
absurd but entertaining action movies that I grew up with in the 80s. Um, but yeah, I loved Extraction and I'm incredibly happy to hear that they'll be making more films in this series. Um, so yeah, so there are five recommendations from me. How about you, Mike? Well, um, one of one of mine is definitely Stranger Things. Mm. Uh, I think well, is probably one of the uh, probably one one of the tele- uh, TV shows that actually got me into Netflix um, and stayed on after mm. that. And yeah, um, you've. Uh, you, uh, you've pretty much summed it up. Um, I do like my Stephen King. I do like my genre cinema, and also period piece as well, which I actually quite like. Um, I I did uh, I didn't really um, live through the eighties, but I definitely had uh, secondhand nostalgia, if that's really a thing. Um, yeah, and. Yeah, I really enjoy it, and I can't wait for number four, which I will sit down and watch and and ten, and then go to bed at, like, four o'clock in the morning. You did that with season three, didn't you, Mike? You watched, like, the whole season in one sitting. Is that right? Hell yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and worth it, too. Because <laughs> I didn't want it spoiled. Um, yeah, so that was Stranger Things. Um, probably... Uh, not no particular order here, but um, there's an animated show called BoJack Horseman. Uh, uh, is yeah. one, is also another um, show that early on of watching Netflix, I definitely got into that. Uh, BoJack Horseman is definitely one of those different shows that sort of got me thinking of um, never expect anything really mm-hmm. because it's definitely a, a different different style of uh style of genre really it's it's it, it's an animation and i thought it was going to be like along the lines of like the simpsons or family guy or anything like that but it it takes place in a weird world where there's there's humans but there's also uh people animals as well and mm. They don't really draw much attention to it. And the wordplay in this is awesome. Uh, definitely pokes fun of the um, the, ho- the Hollywood lifestyle. Uh, bit of an in-joke there, if you don't know. Because um, Bojack steals the D from the Hollywood sign. <laughs> and that... Uh, it's one of the early episodes, and then all throughout six, ep- uh, six seasons... Uh, it's now renamed Hollywood, <laughs> so so they keep so they keep up with um, jokes that even in previous previous episodes and and yeah, so I definitely enjoy that. It um, yeah, unfortunately that that finished after season six, but there's always there's always a movie, six seasons in a movie. Um, after that uh, is. A bit of an a weird departure is F is for family. Now this one is particularly weird and interesting. It um uh it's not it's definitely one not for the faint-hearted. It's um it's got a bit of gross humor and um, a lot of. Uh, very strong adult themes 
Uh, nudity is always good. It's an animated uh, animated show. He's got nudity and a lot of running jokes. I, I particularly like this. I don't know why I like it because it definitely... There's definitely bits where it's it's has like domestic like like domestic like domestic arguing and it's very heightened in that but being being a cartoon you sort of can get away with a lot of a lot of stuff it, it's based in the 70s so they they can do a lot of um tongue-in-cheek of the era like uh a plenty plenty of sexist racist jokes that that you can laugh about it now and yeah um yeah the show's got um uh, the comedian bill burr is always good if you've seen mandalorian he he's in one of the episodes yeah uh yeah who <laughs> i think i think one of the reasons why he was cast is because he doesn't like star wars <laughs> which I, which I particularly find interesting, because, especially if you're de- dealing with like a franchise, wouldn't that be, wouldn't that be a great way to actually do a franchise? If someone doesn't like it, they can actually change it into something that's like liked in that. It's a, always interesting. Uh, this also has Laura Dern in it as the mum. Uh. She she plays the mum. Uh, Jeffrey Long is the son, as the uh, dope headed son, which is always good. Um, what else? Yeah, that's pro- probably it for for that one. Um, what have I got? Because I've got four. Okay, this one. Um, uh, there's a show called Wet Hot American Summer. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, first Day Camp. For sure. Now, yep. I, I watched this not knowing that there was a movie. Mm, movie's good. So so I was confused because I just, after first watching it, it was like, oh, this is pretty pretty funny because it, it's it, it, it's making fun of like those, those 80, 80s... Um, come of age sort of stories uh but they're clearly adults playing uh playing kids i sort of get get that but i didn't understand but i didn't really understand it It, it, um so i sort of watched it in a weird order which which is fine because it definitely made sense to me really um and and then yeah, I I definitely watched the movie and that then it sort of makes it everything fell into place and I thought, Oh, okay. Maybe I should have watched the movie first, but yeah. Doesn't matter. Um Uh and next is definitely Dark Crystal. Now, I love Dark Crystal growing up. It scared the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, it's creepy. I'm probably <laughs> Yeah. Um it was one of those movies that um, uh, I'm probably in a minority that I prefer Dark Crystal to Labyrinth. I don't know why. Um, a lot of people have like deep soft spots for Labyrinth, and I preferred Dark Crystal. I don't know. 
I don't, I can't explain it, but you know, if if I like my fantasy, I like it all fantasy instead of uh, uh, David Bowie. But <laughs> I like David Bowie. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, what really fascinated me on this one is when I watched it. It's like, oh, it's going to be like all CGI sort of crap. But no, they they went back to practical effects and. Thank you very much. Mm. I much prefer practical than CGI. Um, and and all the all the people who are a part part of it, like they got the got they got the original people like back on board first. But of course, Jim uh, Jim Henson, obviously he could he couldn't make it. Um, but they got his sister. Uh, got his, not his sister. What? Um, he got his uh, got the daughter to uh, uh, run the helm. Uh, t- take the helm. That's it. That's the metaphor that I'm looking for. Um, and uh, and the casting is pretty phenomenal. You got Mark Hamill. You got Simon Pegg. You got you got a uh, oh oh shit. What's his name? It. Uh, I I always mess up his name. He play he's a Kingsman. Colin Firth. Uh, no, not. Uh, uh, Taron Egerton. Yeah, that's it. I can't say that word either. <laughs> ta ta tag tagrin tag team. Yeah. <laughs> Im Im. That's him. Uh, I liked him in uh, Rocket Man. Yes. Uh, but everyone likes him. Likes him in Rocket Man. Um, yeah. Keep it short, keep it sweet. Um, oh, also, um, for some weird, some weird reason, it's, it also had Bill Hader and, and, uh, and Andy Samberg as well. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know they were in it either. Yeah. Because, well, quite frankly, you, you can't tell who's who, really. Because <laughs> they're all met. They're all making those weird voices, so so um, yes. you can't tell who's who's who, which I think is a plus because you know, you'd, sure it's got star power, but you you can't tell, which I think is suited because you don't want that getting in the way of an awesome show, and it is an awesome show, and I'm ho- and I really really hope they they do more because they they've opened it up to do more. It's it, it takes place uh, before the Dark Crystal, so it's a prequel show, so which is good. I like that. Um, the Um Show. What about right. you, Kendall? <laughs> I really wanted to know how long that awkward silence was going to last. <laughs> Not unless I cut it out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, when the gag lands. But it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> I just want to make sure people look at their phones like, is it, is it over? <laughs> no, we're still here. Um, cool. Awesome. Well, that is yeah, all. I, of- yeah, sorry. I, I just noticed I don't <laughs> have any um, movies on here. You, pick, you picked five TV shows? Yeah. That's fine. Easy and digestible. Easy and digestible. I don't have, I don't have time to watch movies. <laughs> <laughs> I love Who it. does? <laughs> um, 
Okay, so th- those are our our five that we <laughs> absolutely love and adore and highly recommend to everybody listening. Um, because as a as a laugh, I I thought it you know be funny if we picked one thing that we absolutely hate and don't want to recommend. To so we're just gonna go around quickly. I think on this one, I'm all I'm just gonna say is, uh, don't watch the wrong Missy Fulia. Yes. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> what, what are your... What, yes, agree? Is that your... Is, I think she's agreeing. Yes, I agree. No. That is my... Yes, <laughs> the wrong Missy, great. yes. All right, great. My uh, pick was yes. the wrong Missy. Surprise, surprise. Yes. <laughs> yes. We're going to have a clean sweep. Uh, the wrong Missy. Bingo. Yay. 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 <laughs> nice. Okay. Cool. <laughs> Not enough said. Don't need to say anything else. Nope. We, we we spent a whole popcorn culture talking about that, so feel free to dive back into the archives and <laughs> listen to us <laughs> yes. talk about how bad Iron that fist. film is. I uh, no well, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough, Mike. The defenders. Ha ha ha. Let's not get into it. Okay. Um <laughs> That's popcorn culture for this week, guys. Done and diddly usted. Um, yay. Yay. That was awesome. Uh, I'm really pleased to see that not many of us overlapped uh, with with certain things. So that's good. Very nice. Diverse taste going around the table. Um, so before we wrap up for another week, what's up with Fred? Uh, nothing for me. At all. Um, hopefully lockdown will provide some creativity for me. Uh, that would be nice. So, yes. Until then, I have nothing to report. <laughs> Fulia. Yes. Foolish Fuji, obviously going gangbusters for you. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> she's going to get money. <laughs> she's going to get paid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Gonna get she'll all them subs. Ra- <laughs> yeah, she'll be raking in the Banjo Palace. Hey. <laughs> don't hey, nice <laughs> reference. Don't um, don't 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 forget about us when you're up at the top. Of course, of course. How could I forget yeah. you guys? <laughs> Remember who you're married so to, that- Julio. <laughs> <laughs> so does that mean we have to pay for your appearance on everything now? Mm, I'll have to think about that now- one. I'll get back to you. <laughs> Now that you have an agent, you know, you're, you're in the big time. You're no, in the no, money. no, <laughs> no, nothing don't, at all. Don't have to pay me anything. You're, you're gonna forget us, aren't you? No, as if you're I forget gonna, you guys. Gonna, you're gonna leave us, you and your switch money. You're gonna be bigger than ninja. No, you guys are awesome. I could never forget you, nor would I ask for payment. <laughs> Uh, well, maybe one day we can visit you on your animal farm, Fulia. Mm. I can see it now. <laughs> uh, all right, so Foolish Fuji is going strong over on Twitch. Uh, you can come check me out. Uh, I am now an affiliate, so if you like what you see, if I'm in- entertaining enough, feel free to follow. And also, um, totally up to you, but. 
Uh, you can also subscribe and you will receive some awesome little emotes and a cute little badge to go with your name when you chat. Um, got a great community going on right now and I am just feeling so loved and supported and I really love it. Yeah. So uh, big shout out to my first two subscribers and that's uh, Richard and Emily who both live in the States. Uh, Really appreciate their support. Um, (laughs) And yeah, so uh, we're going to continue on as per usual. Uh, I am looking into adding a third streaming day uh, at some point. I've just got to work out uh, my schedule and see how things go depending on what I do throughout the week. Hopefully I can find a particular day that'll work. Um, but at the moment it's still going to be animal crossing on Tuesday and we're going to continue on with the missions of Assassin's Creed three on Thursday. (laughs) Um, and I will do, um, I'm going to continue, I want to continue playing paper Mario because that was fun. Um, so I want to continue playing that. So as soon as I figure out the third day that I want to stream, that'll be for paper Mario. So, (laughs) um, uh, so yeah, that, that's pretty much it in, uh, in, in the Twitch side of things. Uh, you can also head on over to my YouTube channel to, uh, find any past content, um, currently on, uh, episode six of portal two. So check that out. I am about a few more episodes away from, um, from getting to the end of the game. Uh, this was streamed last year on the awesome Fred, the alien productions channel. Uh, <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah. And then you can also uh, check out my Twitter, uh, at foolish underscore Fuji. If you would like to see all the things that I post on my Twitter, um, over to you, Wayne. Thank you, my dear. Um, so there's been a Fred watch podcast, out so philip and yes. i reviewed horrible histories the movie rotten romans Ooh, i i listened to it it's so good oh thank yeah you. <laughs> yeah really 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 good episode um and i really love the fact that because of course it's it's phil and wayne so it's gonna go into <laughs> some some deep historical uh politics and dis- and discussion which i really enjoyed listening to it was great thank you because i feel like we probably talked about the movie for 10 minutes and um, then talked about everything else in the world <laughs> for the remainder of it so yeah in case you're confused it is it is actually a film review podcast <laughs> <laughs> So I'm glad it was engaging. Um, anyway, yeah, it was a lot of fun to to, to review. Um, and, yeah, I was surprised that I ended up enjoying the film more than Phil did. Um, but, yeah, but uh, that's out now. Please uh, have a listen and let us know what you think. Because of our lockdown restrictions, it might be the last podcast for a while. Um, not Yeah, not sure if we can keep up with our uh, one podcast a month, but... We'll see what we can do. We'll try. I've got my thinking cap on, actually. Uh, but, okay. yeah, it just makes it a bit harder, especially since the movie that I picked is not available online and um, Phil and I need to be in the same studio to watch and record. But, yeah, um, but, yeah, but, but I'll, I've got some ideas about how to still keep the podcast kicking until we can resume our normal season. Uh, so, yes, watch this space for that. Um, Michael, what have you been up to? 
Yeah, you can probably skip me. Um, I haven't really been doing much. Just doing a lot. I've been doing a lot of Minecraft. Mm. If that, if that helps. Um, and hopefully this week we'll find out if um, uh, if we get a house or not. Ooh, it's exciting! Yay. Ooh, yay! Yeah. Well, at the moment we've we, we've put in finance, so we, we've got approval for pre-approval finance. So the bank will offer us money, which is quite bizarre. The being in that sort of scenario, mm. being trusted to have. Uh, a th- <laughs> a thirty year old debt. yeah yeah I love that bit uh but yeah um hopefully thing well things are moving forward and maybe we'll buy a house for Christmas oh it's exciting <laughs> nice yeah good so so I can have my own sort of Fred shed <laughs> in the shed yay an actual Fred shed. <laughs> And then you can all come and visit. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully, or vi- yeah, or virtually visit. Yes, I put you, I put you on big screen. Lovely. Yes, mm-hmm. we have a virtual virtual tour of your house. Yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I put you on the, put you on my phone. Yes. <laughs> so that's basically it. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm growing up. Don't do it. Yes. <laughs> it's yeah, a trap. I don't want to. I want to be Peter mm-hmm. Pan. I feel that. Oh boy. Okay. <laughs> we want to be like Peter Pan. <laughs> I don't want to grow up. And on that note, I think that just might be a wrap for this epic episode yes. of a podcast called Fred. Yeah. What do you think? I think so too. Yes. Awesome. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, one, two, three. That, that was a podcast called Fred. Called Fred. Called Fred. Called Fred. And here come, here come the Fred. Plugs. What should we call him? Ooh, Fr- Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Remember to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, in and Twitter. For future podcasts from Fred the Alien, please go to our SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. For Fred the Alien merchandise, go to our website, fredthealienproductions.com, and follow the link to our Redbubble, where you can get... Uh, apparel, home decor, bags and stationery, uh, Inception, David Lynch, uh, Stargate, uh, Association, <laughs> I said it right this hey. time, uh, hey. and Stranger Things. From our unique Fred the Alien designs by our talented team. Unibums, Incoming Gamers, our live stations, and more. That was a Fred plug. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Too I didn't, right. I didn't realise we were responsible for some amazing content. That's freaking... <laughs> Damn straight we are. Where's I'm that so money? excited. <laughs> give, me that, give me that cash. Uh, I've been... I have been a Kendall Richardson. I've been a Wayne Stellini. I've been a Fulia Cantaramaggio. And I've been David Lynch for this. <laughs> <laughs> and you've just experienced a, a podcast called Fred. Fred. Remember to eat beef. Yes. Remember to eat beef. Never forget to eat your beef. Wash oh. your hands, you filthy animals. <laughs> Wash your hands. Wear your mask. Wear a mask. Yes. Be mask smart. Up. Mask up, people, and we'll get through this together. Yeah. Again. 
Mm -hmm. Eat the rich. (laughs) Yes. Thanks for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And... And... Scene. 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 Scene.